Hey there, you're listening to You Still Going On About That with Rob Israel and Joseph K. You can find us anywhere you can download podcasts. You could also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YSGOAT. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. You still going on about? That. All right, Joseph. It is February 9th, 2022. Yeah. This is our 180... How many episodes? 182? It's around there. There's a few kind of lost episodes, but yes, it's it's, uh, in the 180s. Where's where's the money? Oh my God, we're at 190 episodes. Is this 190? Yeah, where's the money, Joseph? You said we were starting making money by like episode 20. We well, I don't know if you've checked your wallet lately, but I've been depositing several hundred YS goat coins uh, <laughs> weekly, and I don't know if you've checked the markets lately, but those it's worth about six goat balls. Yeah, right. Going we're rocking. in a bull market. Bull <laughs> bullshit market. We're in a bullshit market. Yes. All right. Well, you know, I know we have our uh, we have our audience in Czechoslovakia, right? Yes, no, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Uh, you, any other countries that like us? Like, yeah, we've always done well. I mean, obviously, uh, the United States has always been the the biggest, um, and then uh, you know, Canada, England, um, Germany. And then uh, a lot of like Central Europe. Every once in a while we'll pop up, like it'll be weird. We'll have like a bunch of episodes download in China or Japan or, uh, and, and we do have them downloaded occasionally in like Russia uh, and stuff. But um, no, no, it's we're, 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 My disease. I would no, say when we- was doing a Russian impression. <laughs> uh, when we started doing more current events uh, than like older movies, the, the audience shifted more to the U.S., to English-speaking countries, you know, like th- that were interested in American politics. Uh, and um, when we when I do see stuff like, oh, we just got a whole bunch of downloads from like an old, old episode, those are the ones where you see them mostly like overseas where people are like looking up a weird movie. They just thought they were stealing an episode of Fight Up seeing they were. They thought they were stealing Fight Club, like they were downloading. Right, it, like they were actually they were downloading. Excited to watch it, and instead they heard us talking, and they were like, "Yeah, what is this sheet?" So if you see a stray, um, like bad review on Rotten Tomatoes from a foreign critic, um, <laughs> it could be that they just the cinematography sucked. <laughs> inadvertently downloaded one of our podcasts, and we're like, you know, I, I thought. Fight Club was a film, not an audio drama. I think. Yeah, audio drama. <laughs> That's what I would call it. <laughs> Ours. So, All yeah. Right, well, yeah. Where is the money, Joseph? We're going to have to figure this out. You yeah, know, we'll... like, there's other, like, I mean, I know we did like a Patreon for a while, but we didn't really yeah. get anybody. But, you know, I think people should just send us, just send us money. Put a, you know? we're gonna, do, you, put do, a do you remember what Soupy said? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. People just drop, drop jar. stuff in. <laughs> yeah, tip jar. Hey, you know what? Uh, you ever see, remember Soupy Sales? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was do great. You know what, do you know what did him then? Was it when his two kids joined that band with David Bowie? 
Oh, is that what happened? Well, yeah, his, his children, both his children joined, they were the rhythm section of Tin Machine, David Bowie's rock band. Soupy Sales? Yeah, his kids. kids. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I heard the thing that got him canceled from TV was oh. one episode, he told people, he told kids to put money in a envelope and send it to him. Oh, really? <laughs> and supposedly it got him canceled. Like, and I think, I think like maybe like two kids send him money or something. But oh, like geez. he said, he said, go to your parents' wallet, take money out, and mail it to this address. <laughs> could be I, I don't know, I could be parlaying it wrong. Huh. I'm sure, if you guys want to use the old Google machine, yeah, like right. Soupy sales, telling children to send them money. <laughs> well, I did as we were talking. I I, I wanted to to, uh, to fact check myself, and Soupy Sales's kids are or were the rhythm section of that David Bowie band. They put out two albums with him. Oh wow! Yeah, they're pretty. They're like they look like rock stars too. They don't look like Soupy Sales. Who <laughs> just look like like a. I don't know. Last thing I saw him, he just looked like a poor man's Dick Van Dyke or something. In my head, Soupy Sales. When I like try to pull him up for my mental Rolodex, I just get a picture of Bob Denver. So. <laughs> oh yeah, a little bit of that. I also picture like an Archie character because oh, I know, yeah. like, they'd be like they would make like comics and like they had a comic with like Don Rickles, which yeah. was just, like a comic book filled with like racist jokes. You know, <laughs> it was the '50s. They were cool at the back then. You know, they they had no scruples back then. Yes. Just, yeah. Like, this is normal. This is they were I'm savages. Kidding. I, I don't think they, they were. Uh, so <laughs> okay, so Soupy, I, is there a link between Soupy sales and what we were going to talk about first? Sure. Um, <laughs> well, uh, just like a a kids show host telling people to put money in a wallet, I mean yeah. in an envelope to send to him. Uh, this congresswoman. Um, <laughs> See, let's see if we can link this. Come on, Joseph, help me. Well, here. I thought because she called uh, Nancy Pelosi's secret police force the gazpacho, which is a soup. Oh, I thought that's soup. where you were going. Yeah, see, you said, you know, I'm just not. <laughs> I thought you were pointed as you. I didn't even pick up that the soup. I, you know, because his name's Soupy. Right. I was, I was like, clearly, he's bringing up soupy sales I didn't even think, sort of I honestly just thought about soupy sales because he because you said send us money and I know that story about he, got, he lost his job oh yeah I, I, I misread that <laughs> this was a deep deep cut yeah. I was waiting yeah. for some sort of tightrope act there was a there was a, a kid show host named Gaspacho Pete and that would tie in <laughs> No, it's just a it's just a a, a dumb coincidence. Right. You, you you try to make me feel like very clever. I was waiting for it to to sink, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ladling it in. That's you. Yeah, you so all okay, right. so real quick, just to get this out of the way before we get into everything. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a video. I, I I could probably just play it. A video, of Marjorie Taylor Green. Uh, can you tell while I'm looking at it up? Can you tell everyone who Marjorie Taylor Green is? Yeah. She is she's a congressperson from a district in Georgia, and she got elected uh recently, and she's got a long, terrible history of, of just being awful. She she was the one who harassed the Parkland shooting victims. Harasses uh, AOC like every day. She's the one who believes that a Jewish space laser is controlling the weather or something. These are like actual things she said. I mean, none of this is like 
exaggerated or misreadings or anything. I mean, these are, she's, she's a, and she sounds dumb as a stick. I mean, she is. Uh, she, she battles Lauren Boebert on uh, who'll be dumber. I think. There's so many to choose from. Like I, someone, Louis Gohmert was trending the other. Louis Gohmert used to be the gold standard of dumb, you know? And the now. standard. Yeah. <laughs> now it's, he's like really got to. He's got he's to work a little harder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let me just play this real quick. Yeah. Jail, which is the DC gulag, but now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police. I kind of wish she said the DC goulash instead of DC gulag, the goulash and the gazpacho. This is like. I don't even know what the writers at SNL do, you know, when they sit they down. They don't do anything. They don't do anything anymore. What they do is they just go on Twitter <laughs> and they steal every joke that people make. And then they go, like, they've gotten accused of it, but that's a different, that's a, for a different podcast. Well, this, I remember when, when Sarah Palin did her thing, Tina Fey basically just literally repeated what she said and that was the joke i mean it was it's i mean you didn't crazy. have to do anything no. the new guy on snl who does trump is like it's scary good yeah because what he does is he like out bomb would just mug at the camera right yeah face. and it was funny I it, mean, was good. it was like but it was very like on topic of what was going on in his presidency and you know and it was just like he's an asshole we get it yeah this guy this new guy they got he they literally pulled him from like Twitter. He's the guy who used to like walk down the street and do like the amazing Trump impression. He also does an incredible Joe Biden impression. Like he actually, okay. only person to actually nailed Joe Biden is like he's this new cast member they have and he does Trump and what he does with Trump is he plays up on like Trump's clearly apparent ADHD <laughs> where he can't stay on topic and he just rambles and goes on about things that have nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And he does like you got to see this guy. It's like the funniest two minutes to watch because it's like, you know, I'm like, is he helping Trump? Is he elevating? I'm like, no, because I think if anything, he's like telling people, like, this guy is mentally incapable. Yeah, unhinged. Like, he, like, he cannot. <laughs> this guy does such a, like, his voice, he nails, like, his cadence down. Mm. Like, oh, well, when his impression is, like, my shitty ass impression. Like, uh, uh, yeah. You know, it's like, it's not. Right. This guy nails it. Like he gets like his queen's accent down and like I, I don't know. But yeah. this is like Gaspacho police. I mean the tyranny of cold soup. <laughs> well, it's just I mean, there's just so much with them. I mean they're they're constantly, constantly going batshit crazy. Like like dumb crazy, crazy dumb, you I know. Mean, She's there, you know. Can people like that who get elected? Those are the people she's put in place to literally make sure nothing gets done. Yeah, you wonder like her district needs could use some help. Yeah, you know she she's there to make sure same thing like Bobert or Carthorn or any of these people that they're there to basically be distractions that eat up, suck all the oxygen in the room, get on the news. Try to shift the conversation to some bullshit like gazpacho police and gulags and goulash. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I. D- uh, but- they're not there to like actually serve the people. They're there no. like they're a, like a corporation. 
Those have to be like corporations, like like polluters and something. Those are their favorite politicians. Well, because- I I used to work in Central Florida, and you're right. They, they, these these people. I I used to work in this this town that voted overwhelmingly Republican. And I'm still on a Facebook group where they talk about their lives and issues, whatever. They're all bitching that they don't have good internet, you know, and it's true. The internet out there sucks. Cell phone coverage sucks. All the infrastructure sucks. And they keep on electing people whose only goal is to own the libs. Yeah. You know, they, they, and if someone went in there and, and gave them a stump speech, it's like, you know, I want to install rural broadband. They'd be like thrown out of the the civic center as a as a socialist, you know. Tommy, yeah, yeah. even though they're there to like be like, hey asshole, you can now go like see QAnon theories even. Right. <laughs> you can now like, you can I'm stream. You. I'm trying to get you better access to more uh, conspiracy theories. You online. can stream Joe Rogan instead of having to download it, you know. Uh, uh, like, yeah, I mean, they literally run on just owning the libs. Like, I remember, like, in the 2020 election, like, Donald Trump Jr., in, like, one of the speeches, he literally just, like, that was, like, the only yeah. reason for people to vote for his dad was literally just own the libs. He literally said that, own the libs. And I was like, so, well, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say about this. I don't even know what the fuck she was talking about, but it's just, like, it's just funny. I mean, it's another funny thing coming out of this hideous monster, this ghoul. Yep. That we have to deal with. Um, but isn't it true that Madison Cawthorn might not be able to run for Congress? Yeah, they there's a legitimate um, <clears throat> a legitimate effort to prevent him from running. And due to some sort of weird quirk of North Carolina law, and this stems back from the Civil War and everything. Because he participated in January 6th? Yeah. If you commit sedition, then you can't run. And... Yes. I mean, that's what I said about like any one of these people from January 6th that like yeah. really participating in it. But in other states, the law is a little different. In North Carolina, you have to prove you didn't. <laughs> it's not like normal. Like normally, I would have to he, prove that you did, but that's not on, how it is. <laughs> he went on stage and gave a speech wearing like a bulletproof vest type thing. Yeah. In front of the crowd before they marched to the Capitol, at the that they had that pre they had that little fucking yeah pre game show yeah. Did you hear about fucking Giuliani on fucking the Mass Singer? Yeah, you get that real quick. Yeah, I, I supposedly. Did we talk about this last week? I'm wondering if we did or if we just texted each other about it. I don't um, think this came out yet. I think this came out after we did our episode. Well, whatever. Supposedly, uh, Robin Thick is that his name? Robin Thick, yeah. And what's the other guy's name? The guy from like The Hangover. I or? forget. He's the guy from Community too, right? Isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know his name walked, at all. Yeah, I totally. It was, they both walked off the set. They left. Yeah. When they saw him, they left. I guess they don't know who these people are under the mask. I always thought they. I, I always assumed they knew because would, it's so obvious. Yeah, I would have thought they did too, but um. Because anytime they like, anytime like, like they would make this is like that show is they would always make these like I watched like the first season of two, and they would make these like ridiculous, like for any of the ones in the beginning they'd be like you're this person they would pick these stars I'm like you're never getting these people on your show. 
they have, they'll get like big name acts, but then nobody, it's nobody like doing currently anything big. Right. You yeah. Know? It's like, it's like an old 70s star or whatever, or whatever. But like Giuliani, what the fuck? That guy's like, this it's isn't just... like, he's so repulsive and everything to do with 2020. You can't try to normalize him by making him like funny and a no. meme. Like, they do that with all these They shame them themselves. It's, yeah, there is. I, I mean, I don't know the mechanics of it, but there is clearly a sympathy for right wing politicians in that industry. Because yeah, that, Sarah Palin was there. She was like in one episode also. She she was on she there. was there the night, and literally after she performed, and like she did like Baby Got Back or whatever. Yeah, and uh, literally that night. That's when, like, Trump, they did the announcement on TV and everything about COVID and how they're going to have to start shutting things down. <laughs> she was like Nero's fiddle or some shit. <laughs> well, like, the- I was like, what the fuck is Julie? Like, I, I don't know if it aired yet, the Giuliani thing, but like, because they, well, that they dancing with the stars has right wing politicians. Oh, always, always. I mean, they had Tom DeLay, they had yep. fucking, uh, Rick, Perry. Rick Perry, they had Tucker that- Carlson. Oh, that's right. They did. They, they had, had fucking, uh, what's his name? Trump's like former press secretary. Yep. The guy Sean who, Spicer. Yeah. They, they had, they had several, I'm sure there's a couple more. Oh, Sarah Palin's daughter. Yep. Crystal Palin. Yeah. Um, they've had all of them. And not that I, I mean, I'm, I don't mind that they don't, but they've had zero like left leaning persons. You know why? Because those left leaning people would never do it. Yeah. You know, and they're, not, they're probably not, and they're not invited. So. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, I, it would not stun me. Um, I, I, I would, I would bet that next year we see Tulsi on there or something. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I could totally see her being on it. Yeah. Yep. I can say, see that doing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like an Andrew Yang. They should hit. hit oh, Yang I can out. totally see him. He's such a grifter. Yep, he would. Uh, uh but like. Like I said, the Giuliani thing is just like read the room, man. Like this isn't ten years ago. Yeah. Like this, this Giuliani is like a goblin. Like he's he's always sucked, but this yeah. current iteration, you can't normalize this version of Giuliani. No. Like this isn't like, I mean, this fucking guy, like the like what was it? The uh, what was it? He gave the press conference in front of like a, a to- fucking, total four seasons long. Yeah. Day. I mean, it's like. Yeah. The, the fucking hand in his pants in Borat too. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's, caught, like vowing to do something creepy in front of a girl. Like he's like sweating brown shoe polish and stuff. Yeah, and like this isn't a norm- this is like this guy belongs in jail. He shouldn't be like making it into a cute meme or no. So whatever. Um, okay. Uh, I guess let's get into what are we going to talk about before we well, we're, we're going to talk about uh, Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho uh, and we're then we're going to talk the, the finale of the Book of Boba Fett okay uh, we're going to talk about two topics that I think are somewhat related blue states beginning to rescind mask mandates and Mitch McConnell and Pence seemingly turning on Trump uh we're talking about a weird story out of Florida, the a Florida voter registration switch, where it looks like an organized effort by the Republican Party to hit up seniors and change their party affiliation without them knowing it. Oh, I wouldn't shock me one bit. And there's video. I mean, there's actual video of, that's pretty damning. Yeah. Um, 
And then uh, we're talking about Trump's new video, which is amazing. Um, a recent spate of anti-trans laws uh, that kind of it didn't begin in Florida, but that's where it got a lot of tra traction most recently. Um, Joe Rogan's weird uh, Planet of the Apes apology. God, yeah. Uh, and then we're going to finish it up with a talk about crypto, NFTs, Eric Andre's NFT, and that, the, that couple that got arrested the or whatever. Two boneheads that got arrested for trying to launder $3.5 billion worth of Bitmuffins. So, I mean, is that even real money? Bitmuffins? No, the thing that they tried laundering. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, yes, they the money they tried to launder is real because they took the Bitcoin and started converting it to U.S. dollars. And that's- Hey, they, there yeah. you go. So then it, it, they made it real money. Yes. <laughs> that's where the crime came in. That's where the crime came in. It's all fun and games until you- Convert it to fiat. Try to actually cash out and make it reality. Right. That's when the IRS shows up and goes, "Hey, we just saw that you, uh, yeah, you just made a one million dollar transaction." Yeah. We noticed uh, that you your balance for the last seventeen years has hovered around three hundred dollars, and in November it was hovering at like. 2.6 mil. So we would like to talk about. <laughs> you might be getting a letter from us. We'd like to talk about that. We'd like to. <laughs> so, all right. So, the, uh, first and foremost, I guess um, we both watched episode seven of the Book of Boba Fett. I love that. Series, season finale. I don't yeah. know if we're going to make more. I don't the, know. The ending made it seem like we were going to get a season two that was basically Boba Fett and, and the Wookiee and the Scooter Kids. And, <laughs> and maybe the marshal you know that we'd get a tattooing yeah that was series. weird that uh spoilers yeah, yes let me just get this out of the way like he's not in the episode because in the last episode the marshal got shot by cad bane but we knew he didn't get killed right but the cut scene which i thought the cut the end credit scene whatever i thought it was kind of weak i would have preferred something else but yeah. it was like Thundercat again, that guy who's that musician guy who's in it, and he's yeah, like, the, the modifier, the, the modifier. He's sitting by a a uh, a Bakta tank. What is yep, it called? Bakta tank. Yeah, and uh, it's clearly. I first I'm like, who the fuck is that? I think, oh, it's the marshal. Yeah, in there, and it's like I'm like, is that really a worthy like like a worthy stinger? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't think it was like I'm like. I don't know. I, who cares? Like, right. I, mean, I like the character, but if he died, I wouldn't have been like, oh no, not the. Right. Like, this isn't like Bib Fortune. We're not getting yeah. killed by Max Rebo. This is like, or, or uh, Jennifer Beale's uh, cleavage or anything like that. Well, yeah, you know? I thought that would have been like, look, they clearly wanted to elicit a gasp and the Marshall being alive. I was like, oh, good. You know, I'm glad, but like, I'm like that's the credit scene like yeah i don't know like how about like or a scene with like the pikes showing back up to the syndicate and we find out who's really running the syndicate right the the pikes uh report back to like darth maul or something darth you know? maul or yeah. or captain kirk or right? thanos heather morgan uh, Heather Morgan, just, <laughs> the, the woman, the crypto grifting rapper. No, you, you, <laughs> <That>. <laughs> um, 
Right, and, and yeah, but um, and and they'll be like, hmm, looks like, I, and the last line would be or whatever villain, where it would be like, I guess I'll have to have a have a meeting with right. this Boba Fett. What is he called? Major Domo? What is he? Uh, yeah, Diamu or something? I think it's something like that. Mister uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roboto. Um, he. <laughs> It was an odd ending. I thought, look, I thought the ending to me said that, okay, you know where the Mandalorian's going, right? So you got Mandalorian back with Grogu and he's going to have uh, adventures on his show, season three of the Mandalorian. And then I thought that the other ending was that you would have um, the Boba Fett and uh, his team kind of patrolling the streets of uh, Tatooine, and that would be kind of the replacement for the the Cara Dune spinoff that we we're gonna get. It, it's now oh, going to be yeah. this, yeah, the uh, the QAnon uh, hero, yeah. And um, then I thought the Fennec Shand stuff was kind of interesting because I couldn't tell if they were saying like you may have a spinoff of just her like assassinating people, which would be kind I, of. Like, I don't think that would be a. I think she works good on that show uh, or showing up on. Um, yeah, I don't know, like just something like, or maybe like a reveal that like some of the Tuscan Raiders are still alive, maybe. Yeah, that just um, sort of went nowhere. Something more tied to the show. Like the Marshall's cool, but like, to me, he was like, he was just in one episode of Mandalorian. Not a, He wasn't in an episode of uh, Book of Boba Fett. So I just think it's like an odd, like, just an odd slapped in and after credit scene that I just yeah. didn't, was that like compelling like well i was like was there another one did they have like a second one or something i didn't fast okay. forward enough i don't think they did no i don't think so um it i'm, I'm confident they didn't because i let the thing play out but uh i don't know i thought it, i thought it set up the next season of the I, I thought to me it seemed like we're getting a, a season two of book of boba fett i mean i it seems like it it, it could be i just i don't know like I said, that's my only one of my own complaints. I guess the other complaints are uh, yeah. okay. So the problem with this show is that you had seven episodes, but the the two episodes before the season yeah. finale of your show with your main hero did not focus on him at all, and ended up just being like a weird Mandalorian season two point five yep. or like mini sode or like it like tied in a little bit in the last episode i mean you literally saw boba fett for like two seconds yeah. in the last episode and i just feel like it robbed the narrative like i know some people hated it or whatever i think people just want to hate on shit yeah like they always do but like i said i think boba fett uh, you know mandalorian's a different character he's a blank slate and, and he's easy to deal with boba fett has an expectation that people have that like cannot be met by a, you're not going to meet people's right. like odd uh expectations of some things like they're just never going to happen like you know they're it's not the tattoo on their left shoulder yeah. you know it, it's <laughs> i i think my concern and i think it's kind of similar to what you're saying is that like okay i know we had some flashbacks with the uh the tuscan raiders and and that shows like how Boba Fett, like, I don't know, kind of turned a corner or whatever. But and he learned like he needed a try, basically. Yeah. But the the Boba Fett we met in the first episode, 
and actually the Boba Fett that we met kind of towards the end of The Mandalorian last year is basically the same Boba Fett we got at the last scene of this uh, season. You know, I mean, like he, the character didn't change or grow that much. Well, Not really. He... All the growth was implied through flashback. Yeah, yeah, from him getting out of the Sarlacc pit and being taken in by the Tusken Raiders. That's yeah. where most of his growth is. But, like, I mean, you didn't really know where he was mentally 100% yet uh, in Mandalorian when he showed up. You True. Just that, like, okay, we thought maybe that he was going to be, like, a villain to yeah, right. Mandalorian. And, and if anything, they're just great allies. Yeah. Like, they're going to team up anytime and be buddies. And if they ever got into a fight, it would feel forced. Like, they're right, like, yeah. they like, we need to make them fight over something stupid. Or something. You know, we would just seem very dumb and contrived. Uh, and I just think that, like, I think just having those two episodes robbed uh, the, because, like, okay, if you're going to call the show, like, the show's called The Mandalorian, right? It's just literally yeah. The Mandalorian. Call the book of The Mandalorian. It's just like a show. But then you have a special series that you announced called The Book of Boba Fett. Right. And it's like, okay, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be, like, six episodes, I thought, and it was going to just focus on the man, on Boba Fett. And right. His story, maybe we learned some stuff about his past. Maybe, I thought we'd see, like, a flashback, like, pre-Empire flashback of him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I figured, yeah, will the Mandalorian show up in the show? Yeah, maybe. You know, to help him out on something, he might sure. show up for an episode or whatever. But... You know, you get like this that four episodes, lots of details, and you know, like the end of the fourth episode, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're done with the Baca tank." So I guess right. flashbacks, and you find out like, okay, he gets accepted into like the tribe. We learn that like, you know, the Tuscans aren't these like just straight up savages that we see right. in like New Hope. You know, they're even in Mandalorian they explained it like they're. They're people like, you know, yeah. not these like they worked with Mandalorian in that episode when they fought that dragon thing. Yeah, yeah. And in this one, like they developed this tribe so much and it felt like there was going to be more to it. Yeah, a payoff. And there was something. like that woman warrior that kicked his ass a bunch of times. There was the kid that he clearly like, it's like the kid's almost like his baby Yoda yeah. type thing. And it's like he goes to town you don't it's it feels like he went to town like the next day after he swallowed that lizard and fucking licked a toad and got all tripped out um but it wasn't you're you're told that like no he was with like the tuscan race for like five years but it didn't they didn't do a good job of like really the pacing was all pacing it like because it's just like i mean i would say from what i gather it was like a few months you know like um, I think like a couple more scenes would with like even if they're not Baka tank fucking induced flashbacks, but like scenes that would tie in and um and then you're you're introduced to this villain, Cad Bane, and like yeah, like true like Star Wars, not even true Star Wars nerds, but like I would say younger Star Wars nerds or whatever, like kids who grew up on Clone yes. Wars, we're gonna know who this character is. And he's an awesome-looking character. He's got a cool voice. Like yep. someone said, he's like a fucked-up Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. I would say, have you seen Clint Eastwood? Like <laughs> he's a fucked-up Clint Eastwood, <laughs> arguing with a chair. Right. <laughs> that was weird. That, that was, was super like, weird. Super oh, they, at the RNC a few years. I was back. like, it took two minutes to me to realize, like, oh, you're arguing with the empty chair. That bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, it didn't work, buddy. You no. sound like a doddering old fool. <laughs> um, so you meet Cad Bane in the last episode. He shoots the marshal. And, you know, if you know who the character is and something like that, you know he has ties to Boba Fett. Right. But, and they mentioned in the last episode, because they confront each other and have like a duel or whatever. And it's cool. But like as the audience of watching this specific show, The Book of Boba Fett, if you're like, I don't, I've never watched The Clone Wars before. Yeah. I, I've watched Empire. I like Boba Fett. I have like a toy or whatever. I remember grew up with it. I'm going to watch this. And you're like, I have no idea who this fucking blue cowboy is. <laughs> He's cool looking. But right. I, I mean, he has a past with Boba Fett, I guess. I, I don't know. I feel like Again, having two taking the real estate away and giving two episodes completely to Boba to Mandalorian, yeah. and Rogu, and Luke Skywalker, which is crazy. I mean, it was awesome. It's the last thing I ever thought I would have seen though in the book of Boba yep. Fett was Luke Skywalker training Grogu for a whole episode. Yeah, I, I'm the same <laughs> like, way. I liked like, it, but it's not it's not what I kind of expected. It's not really what I thought the show needed. You know, it it works, but it doesn't work if you're telling me like, okay, how about this? You do six episodes. Like, if you just wanted to have a break after that fourth episode Mm -hmm. of the Book of Boba Fett, and you're like, hey, we're gonna like, we're at a good landing spot. We're gonna do two episodes that they're part of the series, but like, yeah, they're kind of their own thing. And then we're gonna do two episodes. A book of Boba, like back. We're going to bring the narrative back to Boba Fett in episode seven. And then episode eight is the finale. In episode seven, you have, you you get an episode where, okay, so six ends with Cad Bane shooting the marshal and you're meeting right. this character for the first time. Seven would have been a perfect episode to ha- make it like literally all different kinds of flashbacks of like Boba Fett yeah. meeting right. Cad Bane or working with Cad Bane when he's younger. And Cad Bane giving him advice about being a bounty hunter or whatever, being like what you know, not to trust people or not to do this. You have to be more cunning, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. little things like that. So there's a emotional, more of an emotional payoff in the next episode. And then you also maybe do some flashbacks showing maybe another flashback or two of Boba Fett with the tribe, showing how he was with them for all those times, showing him out on like a mission with them. And right. it's years later. You could literally go, I've been with these. <laughs> With you guys for like four years now, you know, yeah. and then we'll yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> like whatever, like just the line, whatever. It's all you got. It's all you need. You don't have to make it too crazy. And then you could also show scenes of like the Pikes, like getting, yeah. you know, doing shit, like setting, you know, setting up tension, and right? Then, like, A rising tension there, yeah. Yeah, and you do that. You have that episode seven be a setup, and then you get that also that set up Cad Bane being like this big villain mm-hmm. prop make you build them up you make that battle even more important in the end between Boba Fett because what I like about Cad Bane what he represents versus Boba Fett it's like you, you you they do a good job in the beginning like in the first episode two Boba Fett gets his helmet knocked over with the money falling out yeah, yeah. it's shot similar to like when he sees his father's head cut off yep uh by Mace Window his head cut off and like showing that like his dad took a bad job with like bad people and that's why he's dead right yeah and if boba fett continues down that path 
he'll be killed at some point. I mean, he literally was swallowed up by a a, a desert anus, yeah, <laughs> puckered tooth desert anus, and uh, he came out of it alive. So he's re- literally reborn, you know. Uh, and it's like that's what the show's about. It's like the show's supposed to be about like him he gets taken in by the Tuscan Raiders and learns that you can't be this like self-serving piece of shit you have to like you know community be part of the community yeah yeah ken jeong that's it that's his name oh yeah ken yeah Gionk, thank you community right yes <laughs> call back from a little earlier uh, and you you bring all that stuff up and cad bane represents the worst end of boba fett where because cad bane the joke is people are like how old is this motherfucker because he was already old when right. you need him, this guy, and he even brings it up, but he's still, he's like, he's still fast. But you can tell like, he doesn't walk as fast. Right. He's an older dude. He's doing this. He's still like, you know, he probably has like no ties to anyone, whatever. He's mm-hmm. just like self-serving guy who just will take money from anyone and do jobs. And, and it's like, you build that up and like, this is what you could be. Right. And it's almost like you're confronting your like worst self in the end. I, and it's they kind of do it, but you just need like a couple of like scenes, yeah. a, a flashback or two showing like, and I know they want to like, okay, we saved Cad Bane for like the sixth episode. Okay, but now you do a seventh episode where you build them up. And this was like kind of like my uh, critique too of like, Kingpin showing up in Hawkeye. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Well, the Kingpin just kind of like, yeah, it's awesome. It's a Kingpin, but like, he wasn't really any of the episodes. Like, he just saw his hand. There's a bunch of cutscenes in Hawkeye, actually. I don't know where you could find them. I don't know if they're on Disney Plus, but I watched them online. There was a bunch of awesome. They show him. They actually show a scene with him and the young Echo. Um, Oh, okay. And there's like scenes of like Hawkeye where his mom was like using for like cons. Like oh, okay. He did, like criminal stuff with his mom. Yeah. Which would have been like great origin shit. I'm right. like, why'd you cut that stuff out? What? So we could have the wacky LARPers, you know? <laughs> like, um, so I feel like I wonder if there's like a bunch of cutscenes from this Boba Fett thing. I feel like it's, it's interesting. Like, yeah. It's just it, it's such an odd choice. Like, yeah, we got these two amazing episodes with like Mandalorian, yep. like so well done. Like when he's gets his leg hurt and you just see that continuous oh, yeah, yeah. shot. It was it was a continuous shot and it looked so good. It was such a good episode. And then that last episode of like this freaking insanely crazy deep fake Luke training yeah. which I didn't think we'd ever see. And it they're awesome, but I also feel like we we were kind of robbed of a, a Boba Fett show dramatic yeah. uh like I know people complain about the show or something like that, but I think like a solid episode that ties in Cad Bane to Boba Fett because there is the history. Like, fine, mm-hmm. yes. Did some people are there in the comics or books or cartoons? Yeah, but that's not how me that kind of media. That's that's all superfluous shit. You have to always treat the movie and the TV show as the true canon. Yeah, right. Talking comics like. Yeah, it's cool. They brought in uh, Black Kirstan, 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 I think. Yeah, like they brought him in from the comics and like, you know, they didn't like make it completely 100%, but but he is that character. He's that character, yeah. 
he doesn't talk though really he's like mm, you know <laughs> <laughs> and it's just i don't know that's my only complaint like the episode was amazing the it was really good rancor was like crazy Really cool. I love the Empire State Building reference. Oh Rancor. yeah, like it was basically a King Kong scene. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, the Grogu, spoiler, Grogu calming down the Rancor. Yep. Yeah, the Rancor trying to bite the Mandalorian's head off. That was, was really fucking funny. Yeah, Grogu yeah. passing out next to the Rancor sleeping. You yep. know what? That Rancor is adorable. It really is, and and I yeah, like it's the, like a pit bull. It's like a bulldog. Like a, I like the bulldog. backstory that Machete gave about yeah uh, the Rancor, how they bond with someone, and they're not necessarily violent. They're just sort of, and that gave it kind of a King Kong aspect. To well, be honest, yeah, with I mean, you. it's I mean, like it, they don't belong in this environment, right? They yeah. probably belong in whatever fucking environment they're from. That and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was so good, like. I love that there was like a mini Strangers with Candy reunion in the show. <laughs> I didn't realize it. The guy who plays like the, I don't know, what, he, what is he? The pre or whatever? The guy who's like, they basically, the mods, uh, they captured him. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, um, escaping the guy who works for the mayor. Yeah. He kind of ended up working with them. I love this whole story, backstory he's talking about. Right, like, growing up on Coruscant. Coruscant. He's like, why don't you come from he's like trying to play it down yeah. like, his accent is like he plays it down this is such a funny and Boba Fett I love it he's like okay I'll right. do that let me read these down and then he reads it out loud it's so fun that's probably like one of the best scenes in all time but yeah. Amy Sedaris shows up again she's in the last episode she shows yep. up in this one she's great <laughs> I love when she like gets a fucking tooth knocked out to see her like <laughs> Yeah. But she meets him for the first time and she's like hitting on him. It's really yeah, funny. yeah. But did you ever watch Strangers with Candy? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, do you well do you remember him, his character? I don't. I don't know how many episodes he's in. He's in a lot of them. So like his the whole joke was that she's like went to jail or something, she's out and she's like going to high yeah. school. She's like 49 or something like that. Uh but like her dad is like this catatonic, like like he's in a catatonic state, like an old man, and he married this like younger woman. Yeah, he's probably younger than Amy Sedaris's character. So she has like that woman has like a weird affair or whatever with that oh. guy, with that actor who plays that one. He was like a oh, butcher or something. He was like the meat man. He always had meat. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember any of this. Oh, I watched. <laughs> I watched Strangers with Candy. It wasn't like my favorite show or anything. Um, that was we a got while ago too. We watched it a bunch of times. We had Wasn't that on around like shortly after the state? Uh, after the state, it's like yeah. two thousand. It's like five years later. Right. It was like early, late nineties, early two thousands. It had like Stephen Colbert and everything, like pre uh, Daily Show. Okay, because uh, I've I've rewatched episodes of the state, which I loved and I watched a lot. And there's tons of it. I just I never remembered. You know, I mean, I I basically only remember a few. Porcupine racetrack. I, I just remember, I don't. It's like I remember. A, a full on play. They make like a full on Broadway play of Porcupine oh, Racetrack. Geez. Porcupine, Porcupine, Porcupine Racetrack. <laughs> um, but yeah, Amy Sedaris uh, has like a mini reunion. I'm like, it's two guy, two actors from freaking Strangers of Candy. It's funny. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, 
Look at Grogu showing up in an X-Wing. That was awesome. Fucking, well, it was like the X-Wing shows up. She's freaking out, of course. Yeah, yeah. She does all kinds of shady shit. And the X-Wing is like a cop car. Basically, cop car yeah. Car. Yeah. And, and we're like, oh, my God, Luke's going to be in this episode. This I is thought, yeah. Too much. I'm like, no, you can't. I was, I was thinking about this. The only reason why Luke works 100% in that episode really yeah, well yeah. is because the only other thing that he interact except for like one scene he has with uh soka yeah he interacts with a puppet, the puppet yeah he does so, have a pretty lengthy scene with soka but you're right it's uh primarily him and the puppet and i think that's why it works so well because he's just like that's funny yeah but i was like no nah, they're not gonna bring him in that's like too much like that's crazy but then no it was Grogu and the fucking excellent like R2 flow. I'm like, dude, Luke is gonna be like that little green fuck. <laughs> put him in a put, put him in his dumb shirt in the X-Wing and <laughs> get him out of here. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That scene was so fucking funny. Like when he came out and then she gives him like the worm and worms. He's just, <laughs> the worm. He's like, well, it, he was like. Is it me or was he cuter, even cuter this year in these two episodes? Yeah, he was. Like, did they uh, did they make that puppet even better? Well, I think I don't know if they changed the puppet, but I will say they've like the character has changed. You know, now yeah, he's a lot more right. The fucking oh yeah, thing. right like, when we saw him. Remember they went into that ice planet and he kept eating that poor like frog lady's eggs yeah that's when he started turning like into a mischievous and now he's now that's kind of his shtick is he's like oh when he was banging the ball like dude you're gonna break that window and you're gonna fly into space like it's like not it's not made you're literally in a separate compartment like yeah like like, that was the funniest scene but like him like taking out the robot and he's just like yeah calming the fucking rancor down and then passing out and sleeping yeah. next to it was like oh this is too adorable it was he, he was great i loved seeing it i i don't i don't i mean it was fine the way it was but like you their reunion was so rushed because like i was expecting when i was expecting grogu to come in at the very end of this episode well and what, it, it when, to be a big emotional thing, but it when really was shows up and it's like the worst time the NBC yeah. shows up in that uh that cab, or whatever. And yeah, she's yeah. like, that's what I have and grow. And he's like, it's actually really funny. It was he's the yeah. last thing that like, but he ends up being a huge help. Oh, but yeah. it's just he's the last thing that like he's like, what? Like <laughs> he couldn't have come at a worse fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, it, the show, it was so good. I know those people are going to pick, rip it apart. Like, it, this is like, it's like the Book of Boba Fett, regardless of what you think, it's like, okay, what did you get in the Book of Boba Fett? You got one, you got the, you got the CD, fucking insane scene of him breaking out of the fucking, uh, Sarlacc. Sarlacc pit. You got to see him. I don't care what anyone says. I know it was like really stupid him going back to the Sarlacc pit. Like he, yeah, like, yeah. You don't remember you were wearing it. I guess his brain was fucked up, um, thinking that it was still in there. And the right. ship, like, someone made a joke though and said that, like, is Lando the most powerful person <laughs> in the galaxy? Because, like, if you remember in Return of the Jedi, the Sarlacc Pit's tentacle grabs Lando. Oh, and yeah. 
they have to save him and Han like shoots the right. leg. He's still like blind. That's why it's like, you're blind at the, you know. Yeah. But like Lando's fighting it, but like the Sawlike pit is literally pulling in the the slave one or fire spray shit right. into his butt. Like, I mean, so it, I was like, eh, let it go. Yeah, yeah. Let it go. You got to see Black Kristan. Yep. You got the huts. That yep. fucking scene with the huts was like one of the best. Oh, scenes. yeah. When they show up with the drums and like you got to see uh like well, Luke again, the Luke thing. Yep. Ahsoka, Mandalorian that uh, those episodes, um the Tuscan tribe, more developing those characters, making them interesting. Maybe in season two, hopefully what they do, if they have a season two, I don't yeah. know if they will, I have no idea. Uh, maybe they'll have more like flashbacks to his time with the Tuscan Raiders, and maybe again, I kind of hope some of those characters survive. I think yeah, like, I, I that one so. character is like it's a waste to have her just get killed. The one that kind of like trained yeah. him to fight. They I never like really did he, anything. I like that he overcomes Cad Bane with yes. the Tuscan Raider move and with the weapon, the Tuscan yeah. weapon. Yeah. Again, like I said, I just feel like one more episode would I mean, it's like the pacing in this episode, though, it's it is good. It's like it's rushed, but like everything moves, you know, I don't know. I, I liked it. It's just. I don't know if it works as a series in itself. Yeah, like, they just called it like. Boba Fett or whatever Mandalorian season. Three. Yeah, honestly, they could have just made it. I don't. I don't know what to say about it, but um, but I, I like. I don't. I don't. It's like fine. You want to have two episodes of Mandalorian, give the man, uh, book of Boba Fett a break. Then let's say it's a six episode series with two episode, so eight episode series, right? Where two of them focus mostly on the Mandalorian, and then. You get two more episodes to like kind of build up the conflict and yeah i don't know it's i would like to see it again i do love the uh the scene when uh the girl the mod sees kenny chan in action yeah (laughs) i'm totally enamored by her yeah yeah that was good um uh i don't mean it like in a yeah 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 like just more like, oh my god, I want to be like her. Right, you know? yeah, like a like a role model type of skin. thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was great. I thought all the pieces worked really well. I, I share your complaints about the pacing of the whole narrative arc. Um, I guess my one big gripe is like we did not see uh Boba Fett change as a character from like, oh, he's basically the same guy we met at the end of the Mandalorian. You know, we've seen we've seen the Mandalorian grow. You know what I mean? Like he's had this narrative arc where you saw him change. Well, you know, you do see Mandal. I mean, yeah, it's weird because, like, again, you those two episodes. Like, if you just had one more episode that just like had different, could have explained more, like everything and like yeah. his agenda and what he wants to do, and then build up the Pikes more too. Have some scenes with that, like, um. I think like and then build up the whole you know have flashbacks with like Cad Bane and just the yeah. build up conflict of showing like okay Cad Bane is like what Boba Fett could be in a Ghost of Future's past Ghost of Future's present or whatever that uh, yeah. 
what do you call that? Uh, oh, Scrooge, <laughs> the whole Scrooge thing where Cat right. Bane's like the ghost that warns him in a way, like, hey, you're going to end up like this. If you yeah, yeah. Down this path. Uh, and, you know, the thing with his father being like seeing his dad's the <laughs> severed head. Yeah. Or the helmet. Um, and it is like, I do the ending, you see the ending when he's walking down the street with Fennec Shan. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, well, he's getting respect. And now he's like, but not like it, it's like a res- it's like different kind of respect. There's a respect like a, a person that uses fear would get where it's like they're just scared of you. Yeah. And then it's another like earned respect where it's like you. Hey, you're their hero. You like save this, them. This seemed and like he, did, he was a little confused by it. He's like, he doesn't know if he deserves it in a way. Yeah. It did seem like, to me, it seemed like almost like the Godfather, like from the movie where like Marlon Brand, like all the people in the neighborhood loved Marlon Brando's Godfather. They were a little afraid of him. It wasn't exactly like entirely, uh, but they, they saw him as kind of a hometown hero that, you know, you, you should both fear and love kind of, you know, so it was, it was also, good. Also, they never brought back Stephen Root's character, the, guy, the water guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's okay I, I will survive without that well i'm looking forward to mandalorian and i i read today that um the obi-wan series is going yeah, to they, they had a poster for it yeah i think March, may 15 uh may 19th i think is when it comes i have out. a prediction for that okay what is it all right so uh this would be like three episodes of obi-wan <laughs> it's gonna be like six episodes of baby yoda eating a frog hanging out with Amy Sedaris for like four episodes. I'd watch and it. And there'll be one episode in the end that wraps everything up. Nah, I like, it'd be kind of funny if they go into and explain like, hey, how the fuck did he get so old? Those years. <laughs> and I think there's going to be like some weird time thing. And I think that like, you're going to find out he left her, he's gonna, he left Tatooine. He lived a life outside of yeah. he actually lived a life meaning like he had family he had right. oh. and he ended up back in that place i that is a little crazy i don't think they're gonna do that i think i think the other they did have a, a script supposedly and they went back and redid it because they said it was almost like too similar to luke like almost like luke is like baby yoda in oh show. okay and yeah. it was like too much of like him trying to protect Luke. Yeah. And I kind of hope in a way that Luke's never in it or he's yeah. in it. If he's in it, he's only in the distance, you right. know, because I think it would like screw up the narrative a little bit um, of like. Yeah, for sure. Like Luke, I mean, when you, you meet in, in new, when you watch Star Wars, you know, Luke brings up Obi-Wan and he's like, he he's aware of him, but he didn't really yeah. like know him. Uh-oh. Now, of course, they could always use the force to make you forget. Sure. Oh, go back with the one. <laughs> you don't remember me? I was never here. Yeah. I don't know. That'll never be interesting. Went to my white van with the little <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to the Obi-Wan series. Um, I, I Look, I'll say this is my last thing about Book of Boba Fett. This felt like really, really close to how the original uh, trilogy felt to me. I know. Oh, I think these uh, shows have really captured it in a way, yeah. but like elevating it. Uh, I will say the uh, poor uh, our Gamorrean guards were killed. Yeah, when I saw those pig frogs take a, a leap, 
um that was sad because I, I thought that they I thought they survived to be honest with you. Um, um no, they're they're dead. Those things are meant to be killed. They're yeah, like water. Yeah, they, you if if you want to up the stakes and you're looking to kill some characters, then yeah, that's where you start. So um real quick to yeah. uh before we oh man, I totally forgot though. It was about was it about Grogu or something? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I guess if it comes back to me, I'll yeah. remember. I just think again, I think it's such a great show. I think like, yeah, there's some flaws in it. My issue with it more is just like, yeah, we got two great episodes, but at the expense of the main narrative be kind of kind of getting a little yeah. fucked. But the last episode I think did a good job of like kind of wrapping things up a bit that um we got it. I think if it, if there's a second if we get a second season, then I feel like it won't be as robbed of like right. but if this is it, this is it. You know, yeah. I just can't. I mean, think of that. Did you hear what Tamara Morrison said again? Mm. I don't know if these things are true or not. Yeah, yeah. He wants Mace Windu to come back. There's all these theories that people are like, they think that he wasn't killed. Like, supposedly, like, okay, so when he confronts, you know, Palpatine and Luke, come, not Anakin comes in yeah. and stops him, cuts, <laughs> he cuts Mace Windu's arm off. And, right, right. Um, What's his face just electrocutes him out the window? Yeah. This guy was supposed to be like the most powerful Jedi next to Yoda. And they're like, you, there's scenes early in Attack of Clones where like Anakin's flying kind of like he's dropping yeah. down, he's gliding himself away. They're like, come on, you could always, you could easily write that Mace Windu survived. And yeah, that one. Be Mace Windu saved Grogu, but he was the one who saved Grogu from the temple. Uh, because they never explained that, we right? That like someone clearly had to have saved him. Um, well, if but, you went with the Mandalorian, no one ever had to save him from the what? temple. If if Grogu went with the Mandalorian, there was no need to save him from the temple, right? What are you talking about? Are you, oh, you, I'm confused. I thought it's you meant, flashback. Yeah, I thought you were talking Grogu about saved the Kylo Ren attack on the temple. No, yeah. I'm talking about the. I, Clone Wars. Yeah, no, I, I got you now. I, yeah, I they, cross wires for a second. Yeah, because Grogu's like 50 years old. I know. Right. It's like, he's like, it's like a <laughs> fucking weird 50-year-old, you know? <laughs> but I, again, too, that's it. That was going to say, like, the Luke thing, like, you know, you could stick with me for years and learn to be a Jedi, or you could go have fun yeah, with right? friends. What did Grogu do? Put on his little mesh shirt? Yeah, his mithril armor. <laughs> And he went to go party with his buddy. To yeah. be, he's like, Luke's not going to let me fucking <laughs> clack a ball on a window. Luke will never let like, me drive. <laughs> Luke's not, yeah. Like, I love that. Like, she pretends that Liam Sedaris character. I don't know. What's her name on the show? I totally oh, forgot. Oh, I forget. Uh, you're talking about the Jerry Blank? Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking it's odd when she said she tells Boba Fett that she likes to pull one in the hole. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Inappropriate for slightly out of place, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a lot of things were out of place in Book of Boba Fett. True, yeah. So why that, not? Would, that might not have been the most egregious. Of <laughs> but like, I just love that you can stay with me for years and train, and it's gonna suck and it's gonna be, be boring. Genius. Or you can hang out with your buddy and still use the force when you fucking feel like it. <laughs> it's like, does that make him a dark side? Mandalorian rolls up in a space Trans Am. <laughs> it's like, 
I don't know. I did, it is kind of interesting because, like, you wonder if at some point that will be a plot line, like uh, Grogu's become very, very powerful. It's a little talks at some point. It's getting to the point where I've, I just have a hard time taking him a hundred percent serious. Yeah, because like even Gizmo could talk. Well, we know Yoda spoke basic or whatever. They yeah, I mean, I think like obviously Grogu's character has some like uh, like it's a PTSD or like oh that. yeah yeah. So hard taking that thing seriously. Like when they <laughs> close up on his face when he's trying to put the rancor to sleep. I'm like, oh my god! Like his little, yeah. <laughs> his little ears go down. Like, yeah, his little ears wiggle. Like when he's eating the worm. I just love that though. When he stares, his character's like, oh my god, did you fly that yourself? And the right. up, uh, the astromech flew in. She's like, shut up! I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I, that it. character was used well this time. I'm, I'm not always a fan of that character, but I like it is good. She surprisingly was used very well. A yeah. character like that in like action scenes can be usually awful. There's it, it like a, yes, and I think they they used her very well in that she wasn't completely useless. No. Just the part when the 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 thing was like spinning in circles. Yeah. Like, ah! like that's like like she's funny. It yeah. was well done. I feel like it's very hard to do sometimes when they oh, try yeah. to bring in like um, a, com- a comedic character in, a, in an action scene. It could go south very easily. Oh, easily. Yeah. No, and she did well. Again, it's like, it's a freaking Disney Plus show. Yeah. They did cooler shit in this than they did in the fucking Oh, yeah, series. much. I'm sorry. I don't care. You know, these people, like, they always talk about, like, like, I'm a fan of Star Wars. I want to see the Rancor yeah, just dismantle the city and beat the shit out of robots. Yeah. I want to see that. I want to see Huts do mm-hmm. shit. I want to see Boba Fett do shit. I'm sorry, I'm a fan of those things. I mean, yes, do I want new stuff too? Sure, oh, of course. I do yeah. want new things, but I also want to see like, hey, if they could do it right and they could take something that was only on screen for two fucking seconds, yeah, in the background or was like a weird little puppet. That had limited motion because it was made 40 years ago. Right. I want to see it. I want to see it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, me too. Yeah. No, I, I love what they call, I know you said you told me I've always heard that people go, that's fan service or something. And yeah. The fan service was like fucking temple porn or some shit. <laughs> well, no, I it fan service, like I think the way it was originally intended is like this sounds like super weird but like when you get a panty shot in an anime cartoon like like when and you see yeah but like i said when you told me that i was like what because i've always heard fan services literally like max rebo showing up that's fan service i think now that's become the more acceptable way to use the term i think if i think if you say fan service now reverted unless you're yeah get off on max rebo but like when when like Oh, like you like you're watching a fairly serious anime like Neon Genesis Evangelion and everything's serious and real, and then all of a sudden they're on a playground and a girl's skirt flies up, and then like they go back to being normal. That's like fan, that's the traditional <laughs> definition of fan service. Shit. <laughs> the girl's like 14. <laughs> and millions, millions of incels reach for their pause button, you know. Like, <laughs> Millions cried at once. <laughs> it's like the destruction of Alderaan to them, where they feel. Uh, a I don't, whatever. Skirts. I mean, I'm going to use the term for, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, Luke showing up and 
teaching yes. being a Jedi and teaching people how to be a Jedi. Like, good. If it's right. done well, which it was, it was done well. Was it perfect? No, but it was light years of, it was crazy. Like, it was crazy to see that. I remember there was like rumors of Han showing up. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. I didn't yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I for stuff like this to work for me, and I'm just talking about for myself, I want elements of the original stuff in there, but I also want new, I want the focus to be on the new stuff. You know? Yeah, and I'm fine stuff. with that, but I I don't think it's a bad thing to have an ad-at show up. No. I don't think it's a bad, it's Star Wars. Yeah, like, you, if, <laughs> if I didn't see any Stormtrooper helmets on pikes, if I didn't hear most icely mentioned, if I didn't see, you know, the occasional Jawa or something, I'd be like, well, why didn't they just make this a new sci-fi series? Why'd they have to yeah. stamp Star Wars on it? You need that stuff in there. So. It's so weird. I don't know why. Like people, like I just hear these weird complaints that some people have, and it's just like, there's. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. All right, let's okay. move on to something else. All right. Um, well, we have kind of a, a, a much like the twin sons of Tatooine. We have a twin. <laughs> <pair of> t- <laughs> um, the first one was Gaspacho. Blue, blue states are there's a trend not a, not a huge trend of blue states rescinding mask mandates uh new york massachusetts connecticut uh there's one other uh, i guess virginia's not a blue state anymore but like there, there are three or four i think it is i think glenn youngkin is learning that virginia I, glenn youngkin's getting like shit on he's like he's you see that video of him at a store yeah. and i'm like i don't know if there's a cashier or a woman there like, i think it was a cashier off. And she yeah. went off on him and somebody said something after and she's like, I have every right to say something to him. He yeah. wasn't wearing a mask. Like, well, and everyone else in that scene was. And she's right. Yeah. Read the room. You're in a show some fucking respect. Everyone around you is wearing he, a mask. He, it's like he, he wins by like 1%, right? It was like 1% in the end. It wasn't a big win. Something like that. Yeah. And he, well, he's yeah. acting like he's fucking Greg Abbott or, or fucking Ron DeSantis. And it's like, dude, I just think like, like a good example, um, there's a town in like Colorado that swings yeah. very conservative and yeah. they are putting in all these anti-mask mandates and, and everything. And uh, it basically put that in. And the school that probably has people that live in like different counties and stuff, they walked out, they went on strike. Yeah. They're like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna on That's the difference between there and here where the people are like well, oh we're fine we're not wearing masks we don't give a shit i like, think i think with new york okay go finish your thought because i know that was I, it i'm just saying i think it's like similar to like virginia i'm like yeah there's right-wing parts of virginia but i think the state has gone blue over the years i don't know how the fuck this guy won well um it's probably some shady shit and you know, we've just got enough reactionaries to come out, or whatever. But I don't think this guy's gonna have the uh, easy, like he's not gonna have what like these other red state governors have, yeah. where they get away with their bullshit because right. there's really no, because the majority of the state is that bullshit. Yeah, and, like, or or at least te- Texas is weird because there's so much of it. You, you know, you can you can. It's all, most of Texas is central. Everything else is like yeah, it's the periphery or whatever. It's like so, the middle of Texas. You have like DFW, you have Austin, you have San Antonio, you have Houston. It's like yeah, 
like almost like a big straight line, almost a big straight line. And that's yeah. really where everything is. And then all the stuff in the East and West is like, well, Texas is, I mean, no accident. Texas is built up on the, where the interstates are. You know, I mean, yeah. like I, I 10, I 40 and I 35, that's probably like on one of those three roads, you'll find your big, big cities. But like in New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, they're getting rid of their mask mandates. Yeah, that's weird. A, well, I mean, well, it's because they've seen the rates drop. Yeah. Right? But it's well, like, how, when are they doing it though? Are they doing it? They already do it or is like, it like now, like over this weekend or something? Why not wait till March? Like, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, it's like the same thing with like, you know, with the mask mandates here. It's like, why can't we just wait till the vaccine's ready for kids? Well, here's my, here's my suspicion with New York, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. And Adams. what? Eric Adams. Oh, no. I, I think that they saw what happened in Virginia. And I think that Glenn Youngkin won because of the mask stuff. You got enough chuds all worked up. Yeah. To go. And I think they're like, you know what? We have, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with this, but like, I think they're calculating, look, we have, um, we have a, a vaccine and we're giving away masks so you can still wear a mask. And we got plenty of chuds not wearing masks anyway. And you know, you got fucking Sarah Palin in downtown New York. Oh, she supposedly a, had COVID. Yeah, eating at a restaurant. And so, like, I think they're doing the math and saying, like, you know what? If we get rid of the mask mandates, things are probably going to stay pretty much the same. Plenty of people are still going to wear masks. We won't have to, like, deal with this anti-mask, you know, bullshit. I mean, people. that's the joke is, like, most of these idiots get amplified because yeah. they react to the, these rules and the right-wing media fucking riles them up but i don't think you can't then you they can get away with anything then with anything you know what i mean yeah but i want to upset these morons because and it's like okay you 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 do this and then you do that and it's like i agree but i the mitigating factor there is that we do have good vaccines that that work pretty well yeah but you also like you have to make sure people are getting them Oh yeah, I'm not. Look, I'm not saying that I agree with or disagree with their decision, but I think that they're saying, like, look, if we get rid of the mask mandates now and we just let it roll, then by the time the uh, midterms roll around, they, nobody can use this against us. People, the the the, I I, that's what I think is going on. I, I'm, I I think it's too early. I think they it could blow up and then you'll have fucking another outbreak of like new variant i think the mass are the thing that keeps the fucking variants at bay yeah the vaccines are the things that keep the variants at bay well but again i would i would say like another month march march yeah. would be a great month you know i think february it's like you know people start doing more outdoor stuff in march yeah we you know, people eat out more outside in March. You you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to, like... I don't know. It's, it's odd. It's an odd thing. I'm like... Uh, well... If the, if the rates are going... If the rates are going down and the deaths are going down... Yeah. That's one thing. But, like, if you just see a slight down, you shouldn't just jump the gun. Oh, no. Like, that's idiotic. It's like, yeah, that's, oh, good, we're trending. Okay, well, guess what? You know, we're at, like... We're 15% down. When we get to 25% down, then we can like, you know, 
maybe it'd be safer to actually open things. And the, the fucking thing, the joke is anyway, everything's open. Yeah. Everything's open. Well, that's, that's, I think the other reality they're looking at and they're saying that there's no upside to keeping the mask mandate because the people that aren't going to wear it, aren't going to wear it. And what are we doing here? And if we rescind the mask mandate, then nobody can use that as a weapon against I think, I think, again, I think it's the schools. I don't even care about like the stupid malls and yeah. shit like that. It's the fucking schools. I think that's the place that they, they should not be uh, unleashing the mask mandate on. Well. That's, I, 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 I'm sorry, but like Omicron blew up when people started going back to school. Yeah. Ideally, the variant blew up here when people went back to school here and there was no mask mandate anymore. And what happened after Christmas time? Dude, we're still at like where we live. We're at, let me even look. And again, these numbers I think are uh, not the true number. I think it's, I always think it's like a little higher. Like we're getting like a, uh, a more, uh, what do you call it? It's not sanitized, but you know, not everyone like if you take a test at home and you get COVID, it's not like you have to report it. The ones that yeah. get reported are the ones that get done at like doctor's offices or at the testing stations. Well, I think, I think if you tell the school, maybe the school tells the town. But I'm, I'm going to throw out another argument in favor of these blue state governments doing this. And that is none of those blue states are mandating against mask policies. New York, let's say New York, let's say Massachusetts. Massachusetts rescinds the statewide mask mandate tomorrow. If Amherst decides to have a mask mandate, Massachusetts isn't going to take them to court to prevent them from Yeah, that's how, that's how that's Colorado a, is. Like, that's a big Colorado difference. Colorado is not taking fucking yeah. Denver to court or whatever. Right. If Colorado says tomorrow, no more state mask mandate, then it's probably not going to matter terribly because in progressive or populated areas, uh, they'll have the, the, the freedom to do that. And, and real retail operations have the right to be like, yeah, you want to come in here? Yeah, we're fucking yeah. Out. And if you live in like Bears Anus, Western Colorado, then you don't have to ever have a mask mandate because you have like seven people living there. And, you know, they they are just living in a constant state of oxy-fueled meth madness that they're not going to catch anything anyway. So that's, I think that's the difference. In I Texas, get what you're saying, but again, like, dude, you know what we're at right now? I know we're not, we're not one of those blue states, obviously, but dude, our town is at 1,175 cases. Yeah. That, and we only have like, what, 15, 17? I think 15, yeah. Okay, well, I would say to play safe, there's probably 500 more people who have it. Probably. So we're at literally 1% of the pop, 10% of the yeah. population has fucking COVID. That's crazy. There's no mandates here. People wear it at will and that's it. I mean, uh, well, I'll say this, I'm glad. And I think maybe it's just because we live in a more, like we're not as, you know, I don't know. I never had an idiot come up to me, like try to like, tell me like take my mask off or anything like that oh yeah yeah i i wear my mask uh when i go out um i will say um probably twice in the last month i've not had my mask in my car and both times once was at pet smart and once was at walmart both times i've walked in 
hoping that they had the stacks of masks there, the disposable ones, and they did. You know, yeah. I was in the store for maybe like six minutes. Put well, on regardless, a- like I said, I think the reality is is that the school. Yeah, I guess those blue states is that they're not going to have like Abbott or DeSantis. Yeah, that, like makes it their political mission to go after. Um, you know, go after schools. Well, yeah. Say they're going to take away their budget and like, I mean, just that's really the difference. If you, if you if you live in a big city that's being hit hard by COVID, you should have the ability to quickly put in a mask mandate for whatever and then rescind it for whatever, and that's no big deal. And honestly, like, there's probably you. We've said this before. I've said this before. There's probably some cities where they they never really needed a mask mandate. You know, there's like thirty people living there. They, there's no tourism or no travel to and from that town. You know, if you live in Dees Nuts, Missouri, and there's nothing going on there, then who the fuck cares if you have a mask mandate? Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, I mean, like, you could probably... I just probably... think that, again, I just think the, the schools is where they really should be. Yeah, I'd say in general, I, but again... I mean, the... the, the the kids in this area went back to school first week of January. And when the kids start going back to school in January here, yeah. the numbers here also like blew up. Yeah. It, this, it's never been this high. Never. I would this say is like, this is literally, this is, oh, this is over three times higher than it ever was here. Those numbers yeah. it never reached even, it never reached 500. Never reached this 400. area is a weird one to, to judge by in, and in some good ways and a lot of, in a lot of bad ways. Um, I would I would say that's another argument for it needing to be local communities needing the right to do what they need to do. Like, you know, at Abbott and I'm sure like Stitt up in Oklahoma and DeSantis in Florida make it super difficult for local governments to serve their local people which is hysterical because they're supposed to be the ones who yeah. stand, well you know back off and which right. is bullshit they're the most authoritarian it's crazy ever. um you know i don't think look nobody, nobody wants mask mandates you know i mean like i think that a lot of chuds believe that but like no one is waiting you know staying up at night like gleefully rubbing their hands together that people have to wear masks you know no yeah. no one wants that you know it's just I don't know. Okay. I, I, well, I mean, at this point, uh, at this point, virus has been around for fucking two years. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like in the beginning when the virus first started, people like, they were always dickheads, but people like try to take it somewhat seriously. Fewer and dickheads. Became, and then it became completely political and the president jumped on it. Yeah. Trump jumped on it. And ever since then, it just never went it was like became the biggest political like the most divisive political issue where you had a one group that took it seriously and you had another group that um didn't take it seriously but also wanted to like attack asian people and like blame china and all this bizarre shit and it never made any sense because it's like you guys don't even take it seriously. So it was such care? a confusing mix of beliefs, you know. I mean, it was yeah, really like, you difficult. Don't give a fuck about it at all? Why do you like we like? Yeah, everything about it is fucking. Well, we'll be talking about it again. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about Rogaine 
down the line. Okay, what's the well? Was the, that was there anything else about that though? Or no, I guess my point with that is that I I legitimately believe that the blue states are like, look, we're set up in a way so that our local communities can still mandate masks if they want to. If Staten Island wants to have a fucking COVID blowout, go ahead, go have it in your well, island. I mean, yeah. They, you know, they tend to be right-wing, very right-wing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then, like, if you want to go into Manhattan and have dinner, you, sh- you the, they should be able to have the right to mandate masks, you know? I mean, that's... Or vaccines. Helpful. Yeah. The biggest joke is, uh, was it Greg Gutfeld, that fucking yeah. guy from Fox? Yeah. I guess he's doing some event in Dallas. And yeah, I like, saw that. Yeah, but do you know the joke about that? Well, is like, it... You, you have to be, like, vaccinated, I think, oh, or, like, you have to prove, like... It's just so funny, because, like, these guys, like, Tell their audience not to get back. It's just like such a hypocrisy. It's like Dude, I, I'll, I'm sure if they're like, I'm going to a right wing, right wing gathering in Texas, they're gonna have some fucking vaccine mandates. They're like anyone with a brain doesn't want to be in front of like 500 chuds in Texas, you know? Yeah, not without some sort of protection. Uh, but I, my my whole theory was that the blue states are doing this for political purposes. They don't they don't want to be saddled with this come election time like like northam was in in virginia uh, i still and, think the virginia thing is uh i don't think that i think that glenn youngkin guy is gonna have a fucking miserable four years i think well, that i don't i don't think he's gonna get the uh i mean i'm sure he's gonna put in all kinds of crazy shit i think there was like successful successful lawsuits against whatever bullshit he was trying to put uh yep yeah, just to stop it you know they, they haven't ruled on whether or not he can or i just don't go. think that you know i think this guy well, one isn't the state party though. Isn't the Democratic still control the delegation or something? Yeah, anymore? I believe so. But he also, the Attorney General, is a crazy right wing Republican. Yeah, I mean, I just think again, it's like these clowns can do whatever they want. They'll try and everything, but I think they'll backfire. I think. I, I mean, so. the, the thing is though, it's like it's only one term, and this yeah. asshole will do his one term, and. Maybe hopefully a Democrat gets back in and that guy yeah. will just fucking fly away and never come back, you know, or go do well, something else, have aspirations, something else. But it, it's just one term. And I think it could, that it could, he might be like, hey, I don't know. I think that that scene, that video of that woman just saying something. Yeah, that was awesome. awesome. Well, the other thing, and this tied with it, is that I, I saw Mitch McConnell and uh, Pence. Um, uh talking about trump and how he was wrong and, and mitch mcconnell actually came about out and said it about, about the january yeah. 6th uh insurrection i'm, I'm kind of like moving into the next topic but tying it to the previous one well what did they what did they say exactly that- well pence came out and said that trump was wrong to say i had the authority to do this and i did a year later what. right a year that. later and he said it mildly yeah. in front of like the closed audience but in Orlando to the Federalist Society. What's funny, you say that too, because the RNC literally came out and declared that January yeah. 6th was a, just a political Legitimate political discourse. Yeah, not so, a violent coup attack. Right. But McConnell came out today and said that January 6th was an armed insurrection and that it was unacceptable. And he used like pretty strong language. Now, well, the theory is, and, and I, I tended to believe it, although you and I have talked a little bit, and I, I'm wondering now if, if there might be more to it. The theory is that the older establishment Republicans, Pence, McConnell, a few others, 
know that the January 6th report is going to be bad. And it's going to come out right before they're going to have televised hearings right before the midterms. Yeah. You know, it's, and and so Pence and McConnell are trying to get out ahead of that and signaling that let's start let's start gathering up a few people and throw them throw them under the bus. I think also they also are trying to like attack Kamala Harris at the same time. They're I could like, see that that might that. be a side benefit. You know, Kamala Harris is the one that's going to do the thing that Trump wanted Pence to do that he refused to do, but Kamala Harris will steal the election. Well, Biden. that was always such a, the weirdest argument. I mean, that they, that they would still make that, that, that Pence had the power to keep Trump in office because if you keep saying that shit and you swear by it, then you're oh, basically saying, well, then you're basically setting it up so that when that Harris could try that. And what are you going to do then? You've said for years that, she that the vice president could do this so why are you doing that now like yeah yeah well we'll, we'll say i mean of course they want to normalize they want to win the election they also don't want the democrats to be able to use january 6 as a way to because Jan- i mean listen janet i would like democrats to run on like an agenda and oh yeah yeah tell them like hey you want this you want this you're gonna have to vote for us we're the ones that are gonna give it to you right but that doesn't seem to be thing that ever happens because there's too many right wing Democrats that prevent anything from happening. Um, and but they could use January six easily, yeah, to rightfully scare people into not voting for Republicans. Rightfully, right. because the January six thing was absolutely horrible, and it was a uh, uh, it, it, if you want to say like it was political what or they say. A uh, legitimate people. political discourse. I would say it was uh, a fascist uprising. Yeah. That's really scary. I it's mean, just so wanna... <laughs> fucking weird. Like, do you think any of these people would even for a minute tolerate half a dozen people banging on their door asking to come in? They 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 tried that shit in like Georgia once, and the guy the governor had a congresswoman arrested because she wanted to ask a question. Yeah. Um, these people are liars. These are the people who say that, like, everyone, the, they are trying to take away your Aunt Jemima and your cat in a hat and all that. But they're right. the ones that literally remove books, every book they could think of from the bookshop, put in insane laws. Like, if the librarian does refuses to follow what the insane teacher says, mm. they will owe 10 grand and they will. It's like, what? Real crazy shit. Like, they can't hire a lawyer. They can't do this. It's like, wait, that seems like cancel culture. Yeah, it's it's just bananas. But I, I wondered if this was more election maneuvering with like McConnell and well, Pence and a few others trying to get out ahead of this and and tell it. Because like, look, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Madison Cawthorn, uh, Matt Gates, uh, Lauren Boebert, they're, they're stone cold morons. I mean, they... Marjorie Taylor Greene is about as sharp as a bag of wet hair. And there's just yeah. no, I think McConnell's saying like, look, this is within our grasp. We just got to pull our shit together, you know? So I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to find this tweet. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I do think it's election maneuvering, I guess, is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, of course. Well, they want to create like a, a narrative that like the Chuck Todds of the world will repeat. But then the what the party's really doing, where the RNC says, like, 
we think that January 6th was just like normal American political discourse. They want to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. And, you know, and they want to be like, so some asshole on the news sells people that like, Mitch McConnell's a man of honor. You know, it's like, no, he's not. He's a horrible toad. Like, he's an absolutely disgusting creature. Um, Yeah. I don't know. All right, I'll save. I have some of these for later. All right. What was the, what was the next one? Well, the next thing we were talking about. I saw this this great video uh, today, and I want to credit the uh, the reporter who did it. It was um, uh, Glenna Milberg, uh, who works for geez, WPLG. I guess it's a TV local TV station okay. out of Miami, and um, it was this weird thing. Okay, so I've been reading about the Republicans picking up voter registration advantages in like Nevada and in Michigan and in Wisconsin and in Florida, where it was like Republicans are registering at a rate like three times that of Democrats, which is a little unusual because it's generally the opposite. It's usually like they people register independent, but like younger people, they tend to register more Democrat than Republican. Right. But anyway, and this is being shown as terribly bad news. So in Florida, these old people at a retirement home started saying that like these workers were coming around and saying your voter ID is about to expire. Let me help you re-register and shit like that. And then as it turns out, um, they find out they're registered as Republican, right? And like, what? why does that matter? Well, it just matters because it, it looks like the trends are turning Republican. So you could say manipulation. Right. It's like polls that manipulate things too, but this is like straight up manipulation. Right. Well, and then they'll say like in a year, if they lose, how could we lose? We have six times as many registered voters as you like, and that's, that's their built in excuse. And when they lose, they, they could claim voter fraud. Right. They'll claim voter fraud. But coincidentally, one old lady had the presence of mind to film the poll worker that came by her apartment or condo or whatever to help her re-register to vote. And as she was filming this person, they filmed her name tag and her name tag had a QR code on it. And if you scan the QR code, it takes you to the Florida Republican Party's website. (laughs) And the woman's real name was on the thing and whatever. And then the reporter went to that woman's house the poll workers have you ever accidentally scan a qr code not like yeah you have, you have your camera on yeah I've done like, that. oh shit well i don't want to open this <laughs> like i mean the menu from fuddruckers what, what am i doing yeah. on this one so <laughs> they they this woman refused to come out of the home didn't want to talk to the reporter and then the daughter got on and said like she's not going to talk to anybody without a lawyer and then you could hear in the background the wife the woman calling someone on the phone and them telling her don't talk to anyone and it was the republican party so it was clearly a, a it was clearly something super shady and then they asked DeSantis about it later on in the day and he's like well we'll get to, we'll get to the bottom of these election shenanigans and we want voter intent. but it was like clearly a fucking inside job and my guess is my my educated guess is they did this in florida they, they're doing it in Nevada. They're doing it in Michigan. They're doing it all over. Guys, like, if, guys like DeSantis don't win majority votes. 
No. He didn't win a majority vote in 2018. And if that guy Gillum wants to really fight. And the narrative didn't work again. There was a weird, I remember it was all these like right wingers attacking this woman that I forgot her name, uh, who was in charge of the elections or whatever in Florida. Or was someone. it Pam Bondi or something? No, what's this? One of those older black lady that they were like targeting. And oh. I think she was like a Democrat or something. They were trying to like claim that she was one stealing the election. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is like a big story. I just saw all the right wingers going after her. And, you know, because they wanted to like, you know, the election in 2018 was a little fishy in Florida. And yeah. there's a good chance that maybe DeSantis didn't win or it was a lot closer than we thought. And I just think guys like him don't win elections because they suck. They don't. Yeah. They don't. Well, they uh, they get in and then they start narrowing their base. Yeah, like they Trump, start excluding Trump, people. I've never seen. I mean, I would say George W. Bush was probably like. I, I mean, from what I remember as yeah, a because yeah. I was like in my twenties at that point when he was president. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that this guy, like, it's like, yeah, he's just narrowing, and the only reason why he won in 04 was just out of the fear of 9-11. Yeah. And, like, other bullshit. But, like, he did. He, like, I've never seen that before. I was like, he's, like, he's acting like he's the only president to, like, these red states, and that's it. And then we saw Trump do the same thing. Yep. Really narrow, like, but even further, just like... Oh, and blatantly. yeah, and DeSantis is like that as a governor in Florida. Like, he wants to create this narrative that like Florida is this perfect red state oasis for MAGA chuds to come. Yeah. And maybe it is. I don't know. I've been there in like over a decade. I have no idea what it's like. Well, um, I but- think I, I think you're right, and, and I think that that is the plan: is that they're going to have built-in excuses like because those those old people like some people are going to be like well what's the harm the old people can still vote for a democrat if they feel like it doesn't matter they probably will go out and vote for a democrat they'll fucking throw away the election they can but, like have the, yeah. they have the legislation too right the republicans have the legislation yeah. there. but when when the democrat wins legitimately with the more votes then the the republicans will point to voter fraud uh yeah. and base it off of voter registration which they yeah. fucking achieved through fraud look at all these these millions of republicans that were never republicans for now they're voting they're taking away their right so whatever it's clown shit i mean this is exactly what they do i feel like that's the problem with like political discourse in general and like when i see people who like those weirdos that like claim they're on the left and they just attack democrats and don't attack republicans and it's like, like or people who say dumb shit like the parties are the same no they're not the Democratic Party is not actively doing what the Republican Party does when it comes to like votes and shit. Like this is ridiculous. Well, I hope that there's like a district attorney or something in Miami or wherever this happened that's a Democrat and they investigate it. Right, because doesn't even have to be a Democrat. It just has to be somebody who's like, if anything, it may be better if it's apolitical. Yeah. And like, well, this, this is the right thing. And it's like, clearly, this is like a crime happening right now. The funny thing would be is if the crime violated one of the voter fraud laws that the republicans just rammed through their own legislature oh you know? <laughs> but that's the thing is i i'm afraid that law. they're going to blame this on a rogue a rogue operative or someone yeah. who's too eager and they'll laugh it off and say these things happen and blah blah but yeah. i don't think that's it i think i think if someone were to dig deep enough they would find a coordinated multi-state effort to pull this shit for this specific reason that's yeah. my thought you know so yeah. i don't know um 
I don't have anything else to say about that. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, it's not new. It's just further and showing you like how anti-democratic the Republican Party is. It yeah. just is. And I, I think, you know, it's like at the end of the day, they're a pro 100% pro corporate party. Yeah. It works against workers. It works against people's wanting to have better health care, better retirement plans, more yeah. sick days, work days, uh, COVID restrictions that help stop people from getting, you know, dying. Mm-hmm. They work against all of that. So, yeah. like, of course, people, as more people go on the internet, more people become more educated or learn about stuff, and they get like actual good information, they're going to not vote Republican. That's just a fact. Well, here's, and this is, I guess, the next topic, and it kind of ties into what we were just talking about. Florida has kind of been ground zero for anti-trans laws, although a whole bunch of states have recently passed anti-trans laws. Uh, Those states are, well, Texas being one. Yeah, Oklahoma, South Dakota. Yeah, they're all red states. states. This is not happening in any, I don't think this is happening in any states. I, you know, I will say, I think it is. I don't think it's getting as much traction, but this is this in an odd way is a Republican. Again, I think there's a reason they're they're targeting uh, trans persons for discrimination here, and that they they think that there are fewer trans rights activists out there than there are suburban moms who don't want their daughters soccer record messed with i'm serious look look yeah I know. there's yeah. a lot of women oh i know there's reactionaries that, everywhere republicans win in blue states all the time because of that if they could get it. that's why i you know it's interesting you bring that up about the mask earlier it's like hey you know what maybe we just loosen it and because that way these idiots don't have a fucking political football they yeah. can use for eight months well, then the, if you t- if you let individual businesses and individual, ca- then you kind of diffuse yeah. it, you know, you I mean, still, uh, if you have a big populated city, you have to, right. That's um, a little different. you know, you, you can't, you know, there's a reason why we have laws and, yeah. then, you know, you, you can't, you know, Republicans will say things like people will do the right thing and they know they don't. They, they don't. Well, the laws that are, are put in by people who are not doing the right thing, literally, like. It is like, tough. Like, let's say. And again, I, I I I don't know how to explain my feelings about this because, like, I'm obviously 100% against these anti-trans bills. Very supportive of the trans community, uh, but you, it's it's a tough argument to make. Like, let's say there's a broke family with a girl that runs track, and the girl that runs track is trying to get a scholarship, and all of a sudden she's running track against a trans uh athlete and they think that they that athlete has an advantage now whether or not that athlete does or doesn't whether you know none of that really matters it's fucking stupid because i've seen that right wing what they do is they like even like fucking south park did a stupid episode where they like that's why i always thought like lately like not lately forever that show sucks because like it is a right-wing narrative they did an episode one time where like Macho Man Randy Savage showed up. <laughs> yeah. The guy's been dead for like years, so that's great. A guy who was basically Macho Man Randy Savage, and he was telling people like there was a character in the show 
called PC, whatever, the okay. principal. And he marries this woman called like Strong Woman or whatever. Yeah. And in this episode, a Strong Woman wants to enter a competition, like a race, literally what you just yeah. said, a racing competition. And the right wing myth that they try to create, Joe Rogan's pushed this narrative for years, for years. They try to create these stories of men taking a hormone for like a day and claiming right. they're yeah. a woman. So they could win in the female competition because they're, they're just not good enough in the men's. They just don't. The men are so superior that, of course, any man's going to win in the female competition. Yeah. Uh, and all they had to do was just claim they were a woman and uh, just take a hormone like once or twice. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much what that stupid cartoon was, like where he, it was like Randy Macho Man. And he was winning and the strong woman who was like super progressive was like really confused and doesn't know what to do here. And, and, but it was like such a gross, like that's not happening. And then I know. Has, it's probably like an isolated thing. You don't. It's, it's don't, not happening. I'm just you saying. You don't put that a that... national ban on. You know, it's like Reagan with the so-called. Uh, what do you call it? The creating the narrative of the welfare queen. Yeah, I it, I agree. It's not happening. I'm just saying that it is plausible enough so that it riles a lot of people up. Oh, it's a very easy and, thing. Reactionary rhetoric works way better than like. Some nerd trying to explain process in a no. That's why the Republicans are still yeah. like the real a viable party because more people know about Mr. Potato and Cat in the Hat than they do about like uh, healthcare, understanding yeah. healthcare. The real thing is that the trans athlete and his or her parents, and the girl athlete and her parents or whatever, they should all be together saying. Why the fuck do we have to compete to go to college? Why, why can't college just be free? That's the real. That's well, that's a whole other story. Well, and I'm just saying that like. they Joe Biden, Joe Biden basically came out recently. Jill Biden, the one yeah. basically saying that like free community college was already like, that's off, that's off the table. The thing that Biden said he was going to do is now yeah. off the table. Well, I know that that got, I, I know that got gutted in a lot of the bills that they've tried to get together in, in, the legislature yeah, they, they did everything they can so joe mansion can vote against it anyway yeah so he can drive over students in this maserati yeah um Kristen so cinema can but that's the thing is that they limit they limit goods and then make marginalized people fight over them that's what, that's what they that's do not, that's because women for a long time and and to this day have been marginalized in a lot of ways and women athletes, that's why we have Title IX, because women's ath women's athletics have been marginalized for so long. And now there's a trans community, and that's what the Republicans love to do, is to pick and, one... And Sand, yeah, they're playing, like Ron Sand, like, this bill I'm putting in protects girl athletes. Yeah. No, it doesn't, you fucking creep. Right. If you wanted to protect girl athletes, you would... There, there's a million things you could do. And one of the biggest things you could do for all of these kids is to make athletics free and not have these weird participation fees that they give kids in high school and to make college free. And so they don't have to run for their, uh, their education. So they the other farce too, is like, like these, you know, the trans kids, like some of these kids have been on the hormones for years that they're technically not men or yeah. vice versa. Like, I think there was, yeah. a, I tell you, there was this funny, some right-wing douchebag posted some picture. It's like hysterical of this man who was like a UFC, not a man, he transitioned to a woman 
and he showed a before and after photo. And I don't know what point he was trying to make this guy, but he yeah. shows the photo of the guy of the, you know, pre-trans where buff dude. And then like two or three years later, mm -hmm. using hormones and, you know, woman now, a trans yeah. woman, uh, all that mass was gone. Yeah. She competes in the female, all that mass is gone. Looked like a woman. She looked more feminine than the woman she was fighting. I saw one. <laughs> you know what I'm I saw one trans. I was like, girl. people were like, what is, what point are you making? Like, you kind of like owning yourself here. Yeah. I saw one where it was like, I don't know. It, I don't know. It's just that none of all the, all the little specifics don't so much matter to or me as vice does. versa. I seen years ago there, this was a couple of years ago. There was one where a trans boy who was, uh, you know, from transition yeah. from a girl, female to male was trying to compete in wrestling could yeah. beat the shit literally yeah. mop the floor with like most of the dudes there and they were trying to make it her with him have to compete with girls mm -hmm. and it was like <laughs> you know what i mean it was like yeah. it was like a reversal of like what they claim and it, it was complete bullshit i mean again regardless I, listen there there's gonna be scenarios there's gonna be but like you said it's like they take two marginalized groups yeah, and that's the thing. they they like reduce women's sports down they cut the funding to do that so with, with every little yeah we're fighting over the little pence you know it's that it's the gift that awesome gift of the guy with like the stack of oreos yep the guy in the middle with one oreo and the dude the really poor person who just has like some crumb like not yeah. even like dust and then like the rich guy distracts the guy in the middle Tells him to look at him, say, hey, look what happened. And he takes that guy's like only cookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what they do. And it's a great distraction. I mean, listen, you know, you get out a uh, person run on Democrats and promise all things in the world and talk about health care and all that. But the Republicans know that mm -hmm. they could just bring up something ridiculous, like, you know, trying to villainize a trans kid. Yeah. And like take <laughs> win an election based on bullying a trans kid. Well, it's, I don't know. It's it'll it's be interesting. I uh, the attitudes towards trans trans persons is changing pretty pretty dramatically day by day. You know, I mean it's more I mean it's the more... same thing that led to gay marriage. I mean yeah. at some point it became acceptable. I mean, like, you know shit on ellen you know after she uh you know went out play watch football with george w yeah. bush you know and she supposedly just sucks in general but like yeah. her coming out in the early early mid 90s and making her show taking her show yeah. and turning her character into a lesbian it, it was it a success at the time no but it was a big deal no was one was doing deal. that yeah. i don't think people i don't think people realized like how even 10 years ago didn't have gay marriage no it was like a thing that think never was gonna happen it was like a couple of states you know it'll be but it won't be recognized in a federal everyone level. thought it was going to be a new york california thing period Went, vermont you know massachusetts yeah uh and it changed the culture for the better
yeah. like I said, the Republicans, right wing, they need they always need a boogeyman. So what best to do is to go after trans people, and then you can even get some gay people on your side because. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Um, it's cool. At the end of the day, in the end of the day, it's cool. That's it. I mean, like <laughs> you're denying. Yeah, uh, yeah that's it. And it's- they use the sport. The using the sport thing is such a loaded. It, it's like okay, it starts there, but then it's like oh, but all of them have like components that address bathrooms. Components that yeah, are, it's, 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 it's just like. Effective not be allowed in the school i yeah. forgot there was like some te- in texas or something there was like some i found it on twitter today or something some female woman who was running for congress or whatever mm-hmm. who just outright talking about going after trans kids yeah, like, literally like proud of it i'm like these people are disgusting you sick fuck yeah they just want it they want to humiliate children which is kind of a weird uh it's like I don't know if your kids either are bullies or they they hate you because they know you're you're a bully. Yeah. And they don't but, want to be anything like you. Or no. they or that person has like one has a bunch of kids and one of them is like LGBT and like yeah. themselves, you know? Yeah. Like right. they, they don't they have a horrible fucking ghoul for a parent. Um well before we get to the Joe Rogan thing. There was one thing we didn't talk about. Hmm. I don't think it needs a lot of time. Trump video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is that? So it was just some video of... Uh, yeah. like, do you have it? You, you um, I don't think... Oh, I do have the video somewhere. Um, let me, let me see, see where that find was. It. Uh, it was a video. He was endorsing a candidate. It, I, the video, the, the words were almost not as important. Uh, okay, let me see if... Oh, my, my uh, computer speakers aren't going to work because I have... A- I just put the iPhone onto the mic. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. It's like this weird video, and you said it reminded, it reminded like, it had a will where they played yeah. video of a rich guy telling him, like, what they're leaving people. It's so poorly lit, and it's, like, kind of amateurish, and it reminded me of, like, in all those old horror movies where, like, they'd play a film at the will... And the eccentric billionaire would like say that whoever can spend the night and last the longest. Or uh, I've hidden the money and here, yeah. and this is like the great rate, wacky race, or right? Whatever. It's a mad, or, mad, mad, mad world. Where it makes me think of also like Brewster's Million. Yeah, when, you know Richard Pryor's told that he has to spend a certain amount to get the right, right. money, yeah. but it has to be spent in a certain way, and it's like literally a video. But yeah. Hello. I'm President Donald Trump. No, you're not. When it comes to Georgia's... You were president. I have only one choice, and the man's name is Vernon Jones, a very special person. I don't really need to hear it. It's just like you said, it's shot very funny. It's like, I want to like overdub it and just be like, I'm leaving leaving Eric Trump my bottle water collection. (laughs) Ivanka gets everything. He doesn't even mention Don Jr. Right. It's just such a weird... The, I think the lighting yeah. of the videos is the worst. It's just... It looks like almost like it was shot in the 1970s or it's something. Just, it's... Yeah. It's amateurish. It's like... It looks like... Like, this is the president speaking in right. like a very low-budget movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like we need to create a 
president thing, but what do we do? I don't know. Just grab some fucking cheap ass flags you got at Walmart, put them in the background, and we'll just try to get in as close as possible so we don't show the background too much. Get him a uh, wide ass really red tie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a shitty ass tie. Yeah, it's like he's in like a shitty, like one of those awful Bruce Willis movies. That yeah. come out <laughs> Did you? I was gonna speaking of that. So I brought that up a while back. Uh, we watched an awful movie on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you finished it, but I actually tried I did it. not finish it. It was awful. Cosmic Sin. Yes, that was it. And it was just this piece of shit movie that Bruce so Willis bad. Was supposedly in. Yeah. He's in it for like two minutes and he just stretch it out. He doesn't interact with really yeah. any of the actors. It is garbage. Supposedly he's made like 30 of these movies over the Oh, days. yeah. His, his IMDb page is like riddled with this shit. And uh, it's funny because like Red Letter Media, I, I was going to send you the link. Red Letter yeah. Media did a whole video of oh. I gotta watch that. Movies. There's like one movie they said that's actually like seems like a real movie. Okay. Like he, they're just saying like, at some point, like, dude, your career is done. Like, you're not yeah. gonna get out of this. Like, like people would talk shit about like Nicolas Cage and stuff like that, but like Nicolas Cage, like, over the years has like tried to be in real movies. Oh, he'll like, do yeah. like for every schlocky movie, every two or three schlocky movies he's in. He's in like a legit movie or at least an interesting art movie. But even movie. the schlocky ones, he's actually in it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Movies with like Bruce Willis, like he's not even in it. They don't even feel like real movies. No, it's like, like they weird. made a movie and then they're like, you know what? I'll bet you we can get Bruce Willis for like 10 grand, you know, and then they bring Man, him out. Probably like half the budget. It's probably like 100,000. Well, I don't I guarantee know. you he ain't doing it for 10 grand. It's weird. I don't know why he's doing it because I, I mean, I never got the impression that he spent no recklessly or I don't know. I mean, he's like, I don't know. It's he's like got to get residuals like, off of like 12 monkeys and there's, he's made like them. He said uh, in the red lady thing, they said that there's supposedly an earpiece too. And it's oh, in some Jesus. of the scenes, you can see him wearing an earpiece where it's like, he didn't even read the script. They're just feeding him the lines. Feeding the lines. Oh. Yeah. Like it's so bad. They'll have him like, They'll just have some shots of him walking around. They, they said, you'll notice that, like, there's barely any scenes with him with yeah. the person next to him. It's very rare that he's in, like, he's usually by himself or it's done, like, where the conversation is, like, he's right. not there and they're just editing it together. Um, it, they, it's so bad. They brought up, I highly recommend you watch this episode of Red Letter Media. I will. I like, so I like this stuff. I just think it's funny because I brought that up, like, I don't know, whenever we watched that, like six months ago, whatever it was, it was definitely it was like last summer or whatever. I was like, I noticed, I'm like, I'm like, this is like, he is not in this movie. He's like, they got him for two days. Yeah. Some scenes, they probably put him on a green screen a bunch of times. He's hardly in it. All the other actors kind of carry the narrative. Such a piece of shit. I've never seen such a crappier movie. I'm looking like, at his, his, uh, filmography right now in 2019 he was in the lego movie 2 and the movie glass he played a yeah, cameo glass. at the very end yeah and pr- that was those are the last two decent movies he was in in you'd have to go back to like 2014 he was in that sin city sequel looper yep well looper was great and that was 2012 uh, but yeah, around 2012, 2014, 
that's when he stopped making decent movies. You know, he did, they just said like I remember Kevin Smith came out and said that he's just like a really lazy actor. Oh. He, he he was the worst actor to work with. Wow. Sylvester Stallone said something nasty about him. I don't know, like he went. The joke is too, is that like those expendable movies are kind of like that too, where they just get these people like film like yeah. one scene and they work them in. It's like almost the same type of like formula, but they were bigger budget. Right. But, like Bruce Willis wouldn't even like Sylvester Stallone said he's just incredibly lazy. It's like he has real, no real passion to act. This is clearly not a person who gives a shit. They even talk about. Before we move on, they even talk about in the Red Letter Mute there. They bring up that he's in a, you know, okay, so you know, it's funny how Luke is uh, in this, and Mark Hamill obviously gave his yeah, yeah. blessing, and like he's clearly doing the voice still. Yeah. Even though I'm assuming they would have to modify his voice to make him sound younger. Probably. His voice is more growlier if you want to hear him talk, like, especially yeah. like, like his voice sounds more like the way it did in 1983. Right. No, true. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, but there's like, a, it's a character though. And it's a, it's like, it's weird. Cause it's Luke. It's like, he's like Spider-Man. It's like, it's an odd thing, but Bruce Willis starred in a commercial in Russia, but here's the funny, he didn't actually star in the commercial. It's a CGI oh. replica of him. <laughs> and he basically, Signed off on it to let him do it, and like the replica is like younger than it, it's bizarre. Oh man, like he just clearly doesn't give a shit. That's crazy because like he's he I I always thought he was a pretty great actor, younger like that the character he played. Like Pulp Moon, Fiction, Moonlighting was um, he's great uh, playing harmonica. Yeah, this shitty great, band. Those, those uh, Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers ads. He was, he was great when he came out for the Iraq War, like really came out for the Iraq War, didn't say it once, but a bunch of times and said uh, he would go out there too if he wasn't too old. He actually said that. He yeah. Was, <laughs> if he just wasn't too old. He was great in Looper. He was great in 12 Monkeys. He's been great in a lot of things and in some different things. He played like kind of a suave. I don't, like if you see some of these movies he's in now, these really shitty ones where he's in, Terrible. it's almost like, did he have a stroke or something? You like, wonder if he had like some sort of mental decline. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I was, don't know. It's kind of sad, yeah. but I hope he's making a ton of money and does enough that he doesn't have to do them anymore because it's kind of weird. I, uh, I saw, speaking of Pulp Fiction, I saw a tweet today where a guy said that he really appreciated Quentin Tarantino's work in Pulp Fiction because he made a subtle dig at the metric system. And he said that the guy probably doesn't like the metric system because it doesn't have feet. <laughs> yeah, there's like a supposedly he has like a weird obsession with feet. Yeah, and like, I remember, like I didn't really think about it, and I realized like Kill Bill, there's tons of weird feet shots. Yeah, and then like the last movie he did, what was it? The Hollywood the one about like, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, yep. uh, Margot Robbie's plays um, uh, Sharon Tate goes in the movies. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the camera like focuses on her fucking dirty ass feet, <laughs> like because she's walking in there barefoot, literally in the theater. And I was just like, "This is funny." I saw uh, Jackie Brown just like a, like a month or two ago. It was a great. Oh movie. yeah, it's on like it's on like Netflix. I have to rewatch yeah. it. I saw it once. And I just remember not liking it, and I think I didn't like it because like it was the first movie to come out at the full fiction, right? It and it wasn't Pulp Fiction. Exactly. 
and which is probably a good thing. It was a great. I loved the movie. But, I, I but I'm the, sure if I rewatch it, I probably like it now. Well, if you rewatch it, you'll notice that right in the middle of it, there's like a four minute scene just of Bridget Fonda's feet. It's like, are you kidding? Or no, it's like there's a scene where uh, where she's like just in the background, but she's like in the middle, de- dead center of the screen, and the guys are talking around her, but the camera's just focused on her feet, and it's like for like an uncomfortably long period of time. Sorry. Anyway, I thought it was a good metric system joke. It was a good... Yeah, that is funny. That is, it works in many deep ways. Yeah. All right. So the, the next thing we got, we only got a couple things left, but the next thing we got is we got Joe Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, um, recently had Spotify pulled seventy episodes of his show. Yeah, that's always uh I, I was truly making jokes saying that, like, as your new Joe Rogan, I guarantee, I promise you that Spotify won't have to remove 125 right. episodes. That's the Rob Israel difference. Because he apparently used the N-word on 70 different episodes well, of him. Well, I always found funny right from the start when Joe, when Spotify, like, did you guys ever watch his show? Yes, uh, they bought him because he had, like, huge ratings and they figured it would be a big cash cow. And then, like, before they even put him on Spotify, like, officially, they had to remove, like, 100 episodes from yeah. the library that included guys like Adam McGinnis, Alex Jones. But he's had Alex Jones on a bunch of times since he's been yeah. on Spotify, so I don't think that matters. Um, but there were just a full list of episodes, and I was like, that's that's a good sign, right? You made the right decision there. When good call. You, guy you hire, you have to remove, like, 15 20% of his fucking content from his library because it's filled with like fascistic right-wing Nazi shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and now you have to and now when you say that like anytime the show it says there's a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, they, during anytime he ha- there's a show where he discusses c- the coronavirus, they have a disclaimer basically <laughs> saying like don't listen to any of this shit. You know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh my god! And then so, uh, the new one is because a video surfaced, which I've seen years ago. That video surfaced many times of him, like telling this wacky joke of him going to Philly and, of course, making some derogatory racist shit yeah. about black people. And there, I read this great article for a, a guy from uh, NPR. Um, oh, uh, that's the typical Joe Rogan audience, right yeah. there. Eric, I hope I'm pronouncing this guy's name right. Eric Deggins, maybe it's Deggins, I think. Anyway, he said that that Joe Rogan has bigotry denial syndrome. And he's saying basically that like, because Joe Rogan's big defense is like, look, previously, I believe that white people could use the N-word if they were speaking academically and not, you know, not using it to denigrate people and not calling people that or whatever. So anyway. And Joe Rogan is like, I don't believe that anymore. And this guy, this columnist from NPR is saying like, I don't believe that. I think that you knew that the people you were talking to would think it's funny that you were saying this about black people. That's you know exactly I mean? it. And that's, no, that's exactly it. Like Vic Berger had a funny video where he edited like, I mean, you got to see it. I can't even, mm-hmm. but he made this video, it's like really edited, but it's like him, Joe Rogan, relaying the story. This is that new video he put out. Yeah, yeah. And he said that he just finds it really funny that Joe Rogan has to like 
we tell this story now to people who never heard it and are going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's almost um, like he got set up in a way. It's kind of funny. It it's is. Like he, but like, I don't know. I just like, there was always people who say shit like, oh, Spotify fires him. He will become more powerful than ever. Bullshit. Yeah, no, oh, he won't. <laughs> He'll be, he'll won't have that anymore. He'll have the humiliation that he's fired. He will uh, just retreat even further to his right wing uh, audience, even yeah. further. Those are the people that are going to take, like Rumble or something came out and said they would give him a hundred million to come to him. Sure, you don't like they have, have it. Yeah, like they had. They said it would be over four years or something, <laughs> and it will also be in Rumble coffins. Yeah, <laughs> Rumble, Rumble bit. Or some bullshit, yeah. Rum Ethereum, Rum Ethereum, yeah. Rum Tug Tugger, NFT of uh, of crypto coin. Like, yeah. Not even, uh, and yeah, it was just complete. It was just really funny. It, all these people like crying about him getting canceled. But these are the same people who want to like take away library books all the time. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, he's a right winger. I think that's the biggest issue that everyone has is that like. When you watch Ben Shapiro, you know what you're dealing with. You, when you watch Rush Limbaugh, you know yeah. what you're dealing with. They were fucking right wingers. Joe Rogan, it's like he's still this like middle comes like he's sold as this middle road guy, and he says things like that's crazy and all that. But he pushes a right wing narrative. Yeah, right wing show. Yeah, mostly right wing guests. Like somebody pulled up a list recently and showed the bar the, the comparisons of left left-leaning or left versus like right-wing well right off the bat half the people on the left were people that like just talk shit about democrats all the yeah. time don't even say anything about right-wingers so they're useless but then like kevin smith was one of them and i'm like kevin smith i mean like what he's left-leaning because like, he doesn't want to stone a gate kid or something like how does that like yeah. he wants to redistribute the snoochie boochies <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Smith is like a filmmaker who might lean liberal. Sure, like, but, but that's Kevin like saying Smith doesn't have a left-leaning project. Is he? Yeah, exactly. He's that's not his that that's not his narrative. That's not his like. That's not like oh, well, I had Ben Shapiro on, Jordan Peterson on, uh, like uh, Weinstein's, all these other right-wing shells. But it's all good because I had on Kevin Smith, and that yeah. just balanced out <laughs> everything. And that's not fair to put on Kevin Smith's shoulder because he's probably like, I don't know shit. I just, <laughs> right. You know, I want everyone to see my movies and my, my crap, but like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I don't, you know, like, I don't know. Don't put all the, I just thought that was ridiculous. I'm like, oh my, that's just hysterical. Yeah. Like, I, okay, if like Joe Rogan was this guy who would talk to everybody, right? Like, he talks like Dan Crenshaw. And I don't, I don't like this guy anyway. Like, I don't, I don't hate him, but like, why doesn't he talk to Pete Buttigieg? Yeah. Like, I don't think Pete Buttigieg is a representation of the left anyway, but like, he's a Democrat. Um, mm -hmm. And he's like, again, I consider him like in the same hemisphere as Dan Crenshaw. Why does he ever interview him? Why does yeah. he ever interview any of these people on the, in the Democratic side ever? Uh, and uh, I don't count like Crystal Ball or, Jimmy Dore, right, right. and like, okay, you you interviewed like Bernie Sanders once. Okay, that's great. That was like three years ago. When did yeah. you interview like somebody who, and, and fine, you know, you can trap them and get them 
you know, do what you think you can do. I don't, I don't, it's like, it's such a, it's a right wing show and he pushes COVID misinformation. Yep. And if he got a Spotify finally, like musician, musicians, like by, I think this was possibly the worst decision they probably ever made. Oh yeah. Because they, the thing of what Neil Young did, what was great was he, it like got people to pull the music, but it also opened up the conversation. I'm like, Hey, these guys don't pay them anything. Yeah. They pay musicians, nothing. And the money they made, they decided to take a portion of that and hire this fucking anti-vaxxer right-wing shill a hundred million dollars. Like the thing is like, if you were in a band, we were talking about this last week. Mm -hmm. And you brought up like I don't even remember what band you brought up, but you said like they make like thirty bucks a year, lucky or whatever. They're, yeah, they're, I forget the example, but yeah, they're like they probably have like a million downloads, and they're making that little. And the thing too is that you gotta understand that I don't think people realize it's like people have a Spotify account, and they can listen to any music they want to listen to all the time. It is a really good chance that they're not going to go out and buy the album or pay for a download of that album anymore. Yeah. So in a way, Spotify is hurting in, in some, I'm sure some people will say it's wrong. That's not true, that maybe there's study that proves that people went out and bought music for the artist or whatever, because they discovered it on Spotify. But I don't think that's the case. I think that's like people paying, you know, either listen to Spotify for free or they're paying a subscription. They are getting their value out of it, and they're getting to listen to whatever music they want. Pretty, you know, depending right. on if the artist is there or not. And that's not money that's really going to the uh, the artist, really. No, or not enough is going to the artist. It's like a very small cut. So I don't know. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's just funny having Joe Rogan having to like explain this racist. This embarrassingly racist thing he said. It is because he had he had kind of positioned himself to be a pretty reasonably well liked celebrity. You know what I mean? Like he had broad appeal, and he a lot of people. You know, if you remember him from his stand up or Fear Factor or news radio or pretty much a, a large sliver of the population probably had some exposure to him and thought of him at least neutrally, if not well. And then people really got to know him. And it turns out he's like a horrible frat bro douche. You know, toxic masculinity. Yeah. uh, Blown up to a level. I mean, like. And if he had just kept in his lane, he probably would have coasted through life just fine and been a real happy person. But now he's like making videos talking about the 70 times he used the N word, which is. Well, the funny thing, too, is like, you know, in theory, we shouldn't even be even talking about him because he went to a uh an exclusive deal on spotify and yeah there's gonna be tons and tons of listeners mm-hmm. but his audience should be narrowing at that point you know yeah. you're not getting he's not on everything else you have to get spotify or listen to spotify right listen to him i mean there's clips on youtube and shit but like so it's like what you decided to become an idiot about covid and stuff so that we talk about you all the fucking time mm, you know it's kind of like uh uh, I don't know. That's what it takes to be real. You know, it's like Dave Chappelle. It's like Dave Chappelle, like, put out a bunch of comedy albums uh, recently that weren't that good, but he attacked trans people. So people talk about him all the time. And now he's 
still part of the fucking conversation instead of just being a guy who's like not as funny as he used to be. Did you see those videos of him today? Yeah, I tweeted about that. It was, oh, okay. uh, it was, let me see if I can pull it up. Because I, I, I lumped those two together, Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle. And they're like buddies. They, they're all part of that same like group. Dave Chappelle yeah. like supported Andrew Yang. Did, did you see that tweet that Andrew Yang took down? Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what it was, but I did see it. What, what is it? Oh my God, it was something about like, and like Joe Rogan has black friends or something. Yeah, it that was, was it. So yeah. Weird. Yeah. Such a bizarre tweet. He deleted it, but it doesn't matter. Everyone saw it. It was like, let me see if it's like. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, I'm Big Spell. I just want to say, and Marianne, I can talk to you about this privately. Um, I don't know why the village council would be afraid of litigation from a $24 million a year company while it takes out a $65 million a year company. I cannot believe you would make me audition for you. You look like clowns. I am not bluffing. I will take it all off the table. That's all. Thank you. Well, for context on that, um, Dave Chappelle personally came to a city council meeting and threatened to remove his $65 million in investments from his city if they allowed a developer to move forward with an affordable housing program. Yeah. The objection wasn't to build, but the affordable housing component. And uh, Chappelle, I guess, threatened to take all his money out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good guy. Well, I said, I, I remember. I tweeted it and I said, Chappelle continually goes after trans people, had terrible takes on COVID, and now this. I have a feeling this guy might just suck as a person. Yeah, it's it is weird. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I I'm as someone who has a, a house, or whatever. I, I like get the notion of like I don't want low income housing opening up right next to me, but like that's not. There's other answers than no. You we can't have low income housing. You know, you you. It's a um, no-win situation, yeah. but you also like shouldn't be like a complete douche about it, right? I, I feel like, like there's no good way to come out of it, like yeah. But um, this just kind of is kind of douchey. Yeah, it is super douchey, right. and it's like he's using his power to kind of hurt people. Yeah, no, to specifically hurt people. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know, you know. The, a lot of these like comedians over the years have proven to be kind of shitty people. Like, yeah. Uh, did you see that Whitney Cummings? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Let me see if I can find it. Um, a bunch of I made a bunch of jokes like making fun of right. Like, yeah, yeah. Of she was basically like comedians' jobs. The the job of a comedian is to push boundaries. I have it. Okay. Comedians did not sign up to be your hero. It is our job to be irreverent and dangerous. The question of authority, take you through a spooky mental haunted house so you can arrive at your own conclusions. Stay focused on the people. We pay taxes to be moral leaders. Mark Marin had a tweet that totally ratioed her, which was maybe add to be funny to the list. <laughs> I, uh, I retweeted, uh, well, I wrote, this is the fun, possibly the funniest thing I ever read on here. Uh, what's the deal with taking you through a spooky mental 
haunted house, so you can arrive at your own conclusion. <laughs> a little Seinfeld there. Yeah. The job of comedian is to land a pilot, have a successful show, end said show, make a movie about bees, and then cry about college kids or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that was real. To- who was she? Well, who was she defending with her original tweet? Was it? I Rogan? don't know. I feel like it's like a Rogan yeah. or any of those fucking people. I said, uh, a comedian's job is to tell us about a place in France where the naked <laughs> ladies dance. If the if they don't tell us about the hole in the wall where the men can see it all, then gosh darn it, it's cancel culture. <laughs> Uh, oh, here's a comedian's job is to tell us how tired their arms are flying, <laughs> flying from where they are living. They should also ask us to take their wife, but be polite about it. You know, take my wife. To yes, take my wife, please. <laughs> job for comedians to drop out of your show because of moral morale after scoring a large payday, disappear for a decade and come back for a large payday where you just attack marginalized people. Yeah, there you go. That's your pal. <laughs> uh, I think I have like one more. Um, the comedian's job is to learn magic tricks, use props, wear a headband, and do a ton of cocaine. Yeah, nice. That's that's the amazing Jonathan. <laughs> that guy was awesome. And uh, I think I might have one more. Oh, here we go. This is the last one. All right, all right. My, my wife still listens to podcast. <laughs> Why do you read? You like the comedian's job is to tell us about the Dover siblings, Ben Dover and Eileen Dover. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Like just write all these hack, these old hack jokes. This is a comedian's job. A yeah. spooky mental. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. I used to like Whitney Cummings a lot, but like he's all right. Yeah. He's okay. I never really had an issue with her. I just thought that tweet was really funny. It's like one of those like stupid tweets that like yeah. she probably thought it was genius when she wrote it. Probably. Yep. Somebody <laughs> had a great comic. Oh my god, I think I can find it. It's so fucking funny. Someone made this a comment that, oh, here we go. In reply to Whitney yeah. Cummings. Comedians at the club. So my friend keeps getting diarrhea from Taco Bell. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Diarrhea? I mean, I usually just get a chalupa, but then that's my time. <laughs> and then the next day, comedians on a podcast. Yeah, so we're like basically modern day philosophers and possibly the only people <laughs> speaking to power in this era. <laughs> the Taco Bell thing. <laughs> That's awesome. That is com. Is the guy who made that? That is so fucking funny. Yeah, he's like his hands across. He's super serious. <laughs> I love that joke about Taco Bell. Like, I usually just get the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would caution anyone to jump to conclusions against the quality that you can find at Taco Bell. Bob Bless. Your local Taco Bell, which has recently brought back the cheesy Fiesta potatoes, is oh wow! <laughs> Truly, everything's pick- everything's coming back. Yes, well, everything's coming up. <laughs> I, uh, oh, man, what else do I say about it? I don't know. Um, yeah. there, there's a, um, it's gonna always come up. I just think, like again, um. I don't know. Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> well, uh, the next thing is our, our last thing, actually. We were going to talk about um, well, cryptocurrency. We were going to talk about t- two things in particular. One was this Eric Andre NFT, uh, which you were really excited oh, wow. about. I know you got your, your MetaMask wallet out. 
uh, yep. and you totally. had lined up I don't some even know what that is. spare. Uh, I'm going to pay a billion dollars on gas fees to get my yes. free NFT. It was right. like a joke, get your free NFT, but like right. gas fee is like $1,000 or something yeah. crazy. It's like when when you win a car and the price is right, but you have to pay the tax on it or something. Um, and then the next was a great story about uh, these two, they're 30-something, that um, just were arrested for stealing, for laundering um, like over $3 billion worth of cryptocurrency. And it's real weird because the, the the guy is like, he looks Russian. His name is Ilya Lichtenstein. He looks a little bit like Elijah Wood. He does. You, you said there. it looked like he just finished his I mean, mission. He's Russian? Oh, my God. And he's involved in a crypto scheme? Oh, wow. I'm well, shocked. now I'm looking at Lichtenstein seems German, but he, uh, Il, Ilya sounds Russian. Anyway, and she is, she's a delight. She, um, she's bizarre. She is a 30-something-year-old rapper entrepreneur motivational speaker super i watched some of those before we started talking and yes what's her name morgan heather morgan heather morgan just if you go on twitter and you look at heather morgan you're gonna see her videos come up they are cringe as fuck (laughs) i don't like using the term cringe but this is a no better word for it there's no better way to describe it and people are making jokes like they're taking like the photo of the two characters from Ozark, the husband and wife, <laughs> yeah. and then mixing with them. Um, <laughs> I'm not shocked that any of that happened. So basically, what they like try turning the the crypto they turn that they stole or whatever. Or no, what, I, I think money. I read a bunch of articles about this today, uh, and all of them seemed a little incomplete. But the best I can tell is that some anonymous guy stole like four and a half billion dollars worth of money from a crypt worth of cryptocurrency and made and got off with it this is back in like 2016 2015 or something and then he had all this crypto but he had no way to to turn it into dollars dollar bills um because you can't tip the ladies crypto down at the old uh club if you know what i mean <laughs> so we don't make it rain crypto. <laughs> we can't make it rain crypto. So he hired these two, at the time, I guess they were kids. They were probably in their late 20s. He hired these two knuckleheads to launder it for him. And then he would basically. Which is Ozark. Ozark is literally money laundering. That's like yeah. shows about. He would basically send them the crypto and they would convert that crypto to cash and then give him the cash and they would keep a percentage of it as a profit, what? which is, I guess, the plot to Ozark, you know? What is, well, it, with drugs and stuff. Yeah. But like, what was that one guy's tweet that, man, it had something to do with like, explain, all right, we'll get into that in a second. But um, yeah, I mean, it's probably gonna see a lot more of these stories. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought that crypto would lead to such to shady practices. Well, I'm shocked that the thing that was created to allow yeah. perverts to buy child porn undetected <laughs> oh, would lead to yeah. such unscrupulous actions. Yeah, there was a great comic. I saw someone, uh, my job showed me this like little, yeah. kind of like that comic I explained. Yeah, yeah. Weird thing. Um, 
which is a weird thing that Taco Bell has on its menu, diarrhea. Uh, <laughs> like, just like, hey, cut out the middle, man. <laughs> diarrhea, number eight, is the eight. <laughs> I love the cheesy fiesta <laughs> diarrhea. Shock. <laughs> Uh, you just throw it in the toilet. You don't actually. Yeah. <laughs> so you get the virtual experience. It's like an NFT. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Um, man, I don't know what to fucking well, say anymore. You were, to- you were talking about a tweet. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a joke, uh, like a little political cartoon or whatever, but it was like a guy, one guy on one side and like the crypto guy on the other side. Why on one side's like, I went to college paid all this money, blah, 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 make like 55 or 60,000 a year. And then the next picture is this like really gross dude who's like, I invested in this crypto coin so that I could uh, buy literally like child porn untraced. Yeah. And now I'm worth millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, it wasn't like the whole thing about crypto, like, was it like the dark web like well that's where it got real popularized was on a website i think it was called the silk road which you had to yeah. get on the dark web and um yeah you could purchase things like drugs and pornography and all sorts of terrible shit um yeah i'm just shocked i'm just i'm just shocked that the people that are heavily pushing in have like weird loose morals or well this is and to be more libertarian yeah this, I think all that's fair to say about crypto in general, even though I, I am a believer in crypto. I think that um, th- this is basically a story that could have worked without crypto. Because like if someone comes to you and says, hey, here's an envelope with $1,000, go change it into a different denomination at the bank and I'll give you some, but I can't go in the bank myself. You should know fucking something's up, right? Like you should, like when I was, we were, my wife and I were in Paris once, and she wanted to go to the Louis Vuitton store. Uh, they make handbags or whatever. So we go into the Louis Vuitton store. And shortly before we go in, just like in fucking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, some guy comes out of the bushes and says to me, if I give you money, will you give me, will you buy me a Louis Vuitton purse? And he had the money right there. And the store is weird. Like you have to enter in with an escort. And they escort you out. So he knew he'd see me coming out, you know. And I said, no. And I don't know why I said no. I can't imagine what would have been illegal about that. But like something told me that it, it sounds you know, super shady. It sounds shady as fuck. You're in a foreign course. country. The guy knows that you're not from there. Yeah, of He's course. Setting you up. For of something course, bad. something is amiss. You know, like well, did never, you have to give money in exchange or anything? I have no idea. He was going to get. It was a, a older um, Japanese guy. And he looked perfectly legit, well dressed, well spoken. He came up to me, offered me uh, money. He said, This is going to be more than enough, enough to buy the bag. Uh, you just have to buy the bag and give it to me. Had a little uh, paper with a bag on it. And uh, I said, No thanks. And he said, Sorry to bother you. And that was it. You know, it was, it was very non pressure transaction. You missed out on having a new friend. Yeah. Could have been, but like. Come on. So like my, my, my story is that when someone cornered Heather Morgan and Elian Jovovich or whatever his name is and said, look, I need you to take this 
three and a half billion dollars, their little bullshit detectors should have gone up too, just like they, mine did. Or maybe they just fully were aware of what they were doing the whole time. Oh yeah, I, I think yeah. that's the case. They were this, aware. Yeah, that. Uh, but this the thing that makes it so bizarre about it is these videos. Like mm-hmm. they are perfect for like a movie to be made. Yeah, because this girl is so bizarre that you know they can get like whatever current actress to play her and do the rapping and all this shit. It is such a character. Yeah. Not in a good way. Like, she's annoying as fuck. No, like, it reminds me of, like, an Amy Poehler character. Amy... But uh, like, not, or, like, yeah. This is awful. Like, not even, like, Amy Schumer or something. I don't even... I can't even describe it. It's like, this girl has, like, no... She thinks she is cool and hot as shit. Yeah. And the guy, I don't know if the guy made any videos. He just looks like a, like I said, he just looks like a Elijah Wood. He came out of Elijah Wood's ass or something. <laughs> uh, but the girl is like, I mean, that's a level of confidence that most people do not. Oh achieve. yeah, no, she is, uh, she is a boss babe. You know, I but it's, it's it's super weird. You're doing all this, but you're also like a crypto hustler and yeah. like not like I mean like yeah yeah. Uh, and you're, you know, also doing a massive money laundering scheme. Mm. Probably done several of them. This is probably the first one. Oh heard. yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably they they rarely catch you on the first time. Factory. All the people that work on our videos also have to work on our fucking crypto scheme. Mm. <laughs> like now that we're done filming my rap video. Yeah. Good work, guys. Let's <laughs> Now that we had fun filming my video, they're like, wait, that was fun. <laughs> um, well, speaking of fun, uh, <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, not the fun part. So Eric Andre is, uh, you know who he is? He's been in lots of stuff. He's on Disenchantment. He does the voice of one of the characters. Um, he's a pretty big actor. There's a funny movie he did recently on Netflix. Kind of like a jackass movie. I forgot the name of it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Him and this other guy get their dick stuck in a Chinese finger trap with their penises are stuck, and they have to walk out. It's like the fucking funniest thing. He was in. They did a fucking finger trap, Chinese finger trap for their dicks. (laughs) I'm looking here. He was in. um, Don't trust the bee in apartment twenty three. Oh, he, that's a long time ago. That yeah, was that's what films. I was thinking of. He he was, yeah. I knew he was in some show. Like yeah, He's been in a lot of stuff. The Eric Andre show is like an adult swim show where it's, yep. like, it's like a weird, like Andy Kaufman-esque type show where it's like him and, uh, I forgot the guy's name, who's like a sidekick. But it's just, it was super weird. And he would do like things where he goes on the street, man on the street type stuff, but it's all like crazy gags and stuff. The guy's like, this whole thing is like, like whatever and he's like perfect for that like whole culture like of adult swim right but like he sells and he's had he's been part of nfts or whatever right like who cares and like mostly a lot of these fucking celebrities are they don't give a shit some of them like they don't really even have a choice it's like could be under their fucking contract like yeah you paid a ton of money well adult swim selling fucking nfts you know, and he's gonna be like, I don't give a shit, you know, whatever. Yeah, he's not, yeah. You know, like he's dealing with it, pulling out a digital all oh, have to go create a digital wall. He's not driving the they're, car. Yeah. They're taking that shit, they're taking care of that for him, you know. But you know, a lot of stuff over time, it's more and more stuff comes out about NFTs and like they're a fucking scam. Uh, 
you know, were sold uh, years ago or a year ago, I was told about them. I had people hit me up about putting my stuff on the blockchain and I was like, for years, they're like, hey, you can put it on there, you can make a ton of money. Sure. I had no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, I looked into it. It was it involved like, if there's like 30 steps to do something that should just be one step, I don't want to do it. Like yeah. it, it should take two seconds to put a, an artist to put an NFT up. Like it, right. you shouldn't have to create a digital wallet. You shouldn't have to do this. You shouldn't have to pay for gas fees. You shouldn't have to pay on that. It's like, here you go. Putting it up. Right. Go buy your fucking JPEG. But it, it's like, it just, there's so many fucking components involved. How mm. could it not be shady? How could <laughs> it not be so easy for some fucking hacker to come in, steal your fucking wallet, you know? Right. Happens all the time. But one of the big things that they sold to the artists was they said that like you'll collect royalties, and it, it's it's genius because it plays on the grievances that a lot of artists have. Yeah, artists. Um, you know the whole concept of like, oh, like I'll always make I won't I'll sell it, but I'll always get a piece of that even after I sell right. it. Like, like if it gets purchased, like I'm gonna get ten percent of that. And so like if I sell an NFT for like I don't even fuck point. 0.1F or whatever. Right, right. And it sells for 2F. I'm going to get part of that. I'm going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah, in perpetuity. And, you should always get a piece of it. Right. But in theory. Proven that a lot of these scumbags out there have learned to remove the royalty part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was a long time ago I heard about that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I know some artists who've done been very successful at it, but I feel like they also had the mechanism in place. They probably didn't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, that could set them up. But it doesn't even matter. I don't like them. I think they're dumb. I don't like the. I think like you're not going to convince me that it has any utility whatsoever. Um, in the end of the day, yeah, like can you like I bought this NFT and I printed it out, and made a poster. I'm like okay i could do that with a file yeah like i could sell you a file a decent sized file so you can go print a poster and you won't have to be involved with like some crypto coin that you don't understand right if that's all you really care about now the reality is that people want these things because there is a chance that there's a golden goose involved yeah and the joke is all these crypto bros and NFT bros and all these people who talk this shit up and try to make it sound like it's this great thing. They always talk, they say horrible shit about like, about banks and which I'm like, I don't care. Or they'll say something like, oh, you still use fiat currency. But the whole joke is that the thing that makes crypto attractive is the fact that it grows exponentially or it has the potential to grow exponentially in value but that value is based on fiat currency yeah it's all measured by fiat so like th- who, that's like the big joke it's like hypocritical it's like um and then i don't know it's just like ridiculous i don't think an artist should have to like be forced to use something that just sounds super shady it's it, i don't know whatever it, but the point being was eric andre who people come out and talk shit and said mm-hmm. like a lot of celebrities have learned not to do it uh even one person learned maybe they now was not the time to do a uh nft right you know one person was uh who kyle rittenhouse <laughs> i'm not even joking 
He put out like somebody. Oh my god, I wish I gotta find the tweet. But he's like, hey, I'm gonna put out an NFT. And this one guy wrote, you know what? I was fine with you killing two people, but <laughs> NFTs is where you lose me, buddy. <laughs> and then shortly after, like, or covered out two dollars. I've learned a lot from this, and I'll say that now is not the time to put one out. It was very funny. It was like that little weird. <laughs> murdered people <laughs> very straight it was great too because it was like stone toss like there's like someone took a screenshot it was like yeah Kyron, uh Kyron about putting an nft and then stone toss who's this like literal nazi cartoon <laughs> he puts out these awful cartoons like literally stone toss it's like yeah. old nazi propaganda it's all extreme right wing right so it, it's <laughs> disgusting of course you're not gonna you're gonna be shocked that guy sells nfts <laughs> and he told Kyle Rittenhouse he would help him yeah i'm sure get NFTs. and i thought that was great because it was just like wow it's just like that's funny like peanut butter and jelly just <laughs> just peanut butter and peanut butter peanut butter and crunchy peanut butter oh, you know <laughs> coming together being peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> uh, eric andre treats oh. what's up i'm not even gonna do an impression what's up normal peeps and 14 year old environmental hypocrite trolls <laughs> use gasoline and cars that they drive and planes they fly and throw away double a batteries every month i guess that he was trying to be funny yeah probably that's a that's a thing that like if you say anything bad about nfts which i've come out and said things bad about yeah, yeah. i've had nft people come after me and say things they'll use like verbiage like rhetoric like him but i mean he he's trying to be funny about it yeah yeah i think so it, it would be funny if like he hated nfts and then he's like now playing the character of a guy who right by using this in stupid argument of like yeah uh i wrote eric andre's defense for hawking nfts was old the day it started people need everything he mentions to participate in modern society absolutely no one needs nfts yeah for me this tweet blew up a bit i had some people one guy write the stupidest thing about like traveling on a plane and everyone like wait i like you're in the earth more traveling on a plane than you're buying the nft it's like i mean okay so modern amenities like uh that stuff that was built in, over this past century like mm -hmm. cars planes and technology in general yeah um they've found ways to make these things uh wish more pressure was applied and sped up oh, yeah, yeah. to take these necessary utilities that we as in our lifetime i mean we live during this lifetime right we didn't grow up in the 1800s and then got a car for the last 10 years and we're like oh my god my mind is blown by moving 20 miles an hour <laughs> i could get from one town to the next in four hours instead of three weeks through sorcery <laughs> yeah like we have lived through this so this is our life yeah all these things that eric andre first of all it's so stupid yeah 14 year old driving car it's like shut up he's, he's being dumb but like all these amenities that we all use in a modern society because we all live in a modern society right i would imagine if you're getting nfts you live in a modern society yeah you would have to sure you have some components that you need uh there's ways to improve on those things. You can, you know, the the newer ACs, mm -hmm. less energy. There's there's 
new ways that you know uh, to get those mild amenities out with less carbon footprint involved. Yeah, absolutely. But, but again, those are all utilities you need if you want to, you know, enjoy your modern, right. your your life in general because that's what you know. You don't need NFTs. No, not at all. Even if you claim that they're not bad for the environment, who gives a shit? Well, they don't even make your life easier. You know, never mind what you need. They don't even make your life appreciably better might in any more way. Stress because now you have to worry about yeah. like some fucking scanner coming in and taking your mm-hmm. like stealing your wallet or you lose if you lose your password, aren't you like fucked? You don't get any of this shit. Yeah. Isn't that like the biggest joke about crypto? Is like there's so many of these people who lost their passwords. Yeah, there's a significant number. Um, and then you're just out of luck. Well, like I said, I've heard that lame excuse people use. Oh, you watch, you go on Facebook, you use Netflix. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. What's your point? Yeah. Like, wait, buying a, a JPEG and hoping that I can invest in and try to sell it, you know, or dump it on someone else. Mm. Like a game of hot potato, which is what it is. Um, yeah, it's such an odd, like, it is an odd, yeah, it's a weak argument. And my favorite is like this one guy who's like, I had to like block him because he just every time I mentioned like NFT, he came on my page and just Mm -hmm. like irritated me. But he would call say I was gatekeeping, which is hysterical. I'm like, gatekeeping what? Who again, that's an odd accusation. Like, I'm not a in the if anything, I'm in the minority here. Most of the artists mm-hmm. that I follow have all fallen for this NFT bullshit. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them. Like, it's kind of depressing. Like, um, I don't get it. I mean, you know, this one guy, I think a lot of them though, they're getting taken advantage, like they're not even making it, or they're getting told like they're getting one. Or you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do think there's a lot of weirdness there where people don't even understand if they technically own it or if it. I mean, galleries. Yeah. yeah, like this is one artist that I talked to, and he like he's like, I made more in this, and I did five paintings or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but he didn't get the full value. You know what I mean? It was like done through a. I don't know. It's just funny because like the biggest the biggest NFT out there right now is those awful board apes. Yep. And the joke is, is that the girl or woman who made it initially just, it was a work for hire job and doesn't even get like oh, yeah. the percentage, which is just a farce because it just shows you that NFTs are not this thing that they try to sell to artists. It's like, again, it's like you use those grievances that people have. Yeah, for sure. To, and that's, that's how scammers work. That's how cults mm. work. That's how religions work. They use grievances in your life to get you to yeah. do something stupid against other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, or, you know, just against your better judgment, you know, like, mm. Hey, this thing is good. This, you know, you, yeah. Isn't it suck how like you did that job and those companies made like hundreds of thousands of mm-hmm. 500 they paid you or something. Yeah. If that. yeah or if you get like, and, and any asshole can take your image and make an NFT out of it. Yeah. I'm sure it's been done. I know it's been done to me at least once. The funny thing is I did an artwork recently of uh, says no fucking thanks. Yeah. It's a, it's one of those bored apes. Right. Similar drawing to my uh, Hitler drawing I did. Yeah, ago, yeah. Where the top of the, the 420. Blown off. And there's just the eyeballs like sitting. Yeah. Up. And 
empty spot. At, yeah, for Hitler, happy 420. And the smoke coming out of the monkey's brain, it says no fucking thanks. <laughs> forms of that. Yeah. And my favorite like person that's a little, oh man, you should make an NFT of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I probably, if there was one. Clearly, oh, this is the one that should have been one, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure some asshole has already stolen it. And probably. I mean, I've had artwork stolen for years. And mm. my shit show up on Wish. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's like in Alibaba. I found it on there. I found it on all kinds of things. I found it in like people showed it to me. They found it in like head shops around the mm. world. Mm. Nothing I could do about it. I mean, like, who's good a lawyer? Okay, I'll get a lawyer. Let me. Yeah, you'd spend your whole life doing that then, you know? It's like, but it's like, this is on a grosser level to me. This. Like at least it's like hey, I've had people reach out to me like, oh, so awesome that I got this 3D print that you did. And I'm like, I did not make that. Right. And then those people would like feel bad and they would buy something from me. <laughs> like, let me get something from you directly. He's <laughs> like, I thought I was getting you something. I'm like, no, dude. Oh, shit. What a fucking bootleg. Like <laughs> some asshole probably or charge you more than I would charge you. Oh shit. Um yeah. So yeah, I, like I said, I don't hate, I like Eric Andre. I mean, like I enjoy him as an actor, yeah. but I thought that was like kind of a piece of shit thing to say. I mean, it's not even a piece of shit. It's more just like, it's just dumb. It's dumb. It's just yeah. dumb. It's like, come on. You're not like, it's like, it'd be funnier if he hated the NFTs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I would be like, oh, this is hysterical. It's a good bet. Yeah. He's doing a bit, but it's like, no, you're trying to do a bit, but you're mm-hmm. also. Selling them, whatever. All right. Well, anything else, Joseph? I think we're good. Did we take our audience through a spooky? What is it? Uh, a mental maze. A mental. Uh, oh man, should have this ready to go. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say we did. We took them through a spooky maze or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Led, we led them there. Yes, absolutely. To come to their. Did you come to your own conclusion? Oh, certainly. Oh wait. <laughs> well, good. Then that's been achieved, and we did our job. David Cross nice. had a nice tweet the next day. He tweeted, "I signed up to be your hero." <laughs> nice. <laughs> so many parodies. Oh funny. shit! All right. Well, on that note, I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. And you still going on about that? Thank you for listening to. You still going on about that? Um, please like, comment share and if you haven't done already please follow us on instagram ysgoat facebook ysgoat and twitter ysgoat thank you and have a great day